Endgame today. It's such a creepy voyeuristic thing that I do when I find people on YouTube. It's also oh, it's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. I they thought you wouldn't peek through somebody's no, yeah. window. Like, I hope they like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of the appeal, I think, because you kind of and for some, and I also find myself drawn to like, and maybe this is a little creepy. Maybe I'll leave this out of the podcast. But no, like, I want to hear the creepiness. But like, not. I'm gonna try to say this in the, in the smartest, most analytical way possible. I'm excited to hear whatever this is gonna be. But it might be especially creepy. since you put this uh, you put this on it. I know. Um, I try to look for people reacting to movies. It's, that's the whole trend now is yeah. a reaction, right? That's what I'm doing with Adam and Augustine. Yeah, 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 you know yeah. that. So first of you all, number one. On trend. What's that? You guys are on trend. Oh, thanks. First of all, I like I like them when they're like well edited and they're, they, you know what I mean? And it's not just like. Oh, yeah. God, some of them. First I of all. I like this podcast. Let me tell you this. Which has never been edited yeah, no, in never. any shape or form. <laughs> and I bet people feel that way about this. It's like, Jesus Christ, do something. I would Add hope something. I would hope that we're uh really in the conversation. That people really feel like we're <laughs> I think people are in it to hear us ramble but about I, I, nonsense. About nonsense. Fifty percent of the episode. But I don't have time for that. So when there's an when people are watching like a two hour, two and a half hour movie, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm like, this video needs to be twenty five minutes max. I can't Okay, even when do, it's a reaction? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You only want them to react to the hits? Yeah. Do 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 cut it up. Cut it up. Unless okay. because because again the thing is is like they'll usually be like, I have a Patreon and there's do the Do you uncut ever like reaction. a watch along? Depends. Uh, it depends. What it if depends, it's a it comedic one? Always. Yes, you're oh, a fan. Like, I've been listening to the newcomers podcast, Nicole Byer and Lauren. Well, that's Marcus. not even. They're amazing. Uh, them watching the movie. They have. It? They have some. They've done those now. Yes, that's. And awesome. I'm like, you're not even watching the movie. You're just like, I'm yeah. just gonna listen to them. Yeah, because you know the movies. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, uh, they did it with a couple of Star Wars movies, and there's a part of me that's like, I kind of want. We need watch to sit down. Rise of Skywalker. And do all the again. super ego ones. What did they do it for? They did uh, Alien in character. Oh, in they character? Did. That they might were be a all, little much, no, brother. No, one of them was uh, H.R. <laughs> Giger. <laughs> they did... Is uh, that Paul F. Tompkins? No, Matt Gorley does. Matt Gorley, But yeah, he's yeah. in it. Um, yeah. They did... That's fun. But they went to Golden Gun. Yeah. As... as, as, as um, Someone's got to be doing a Connery the whole time, as right? As Connery? I yeah. don't know. As those, uh, as those characters, the male bonding. Mm-hmm. And then they did Spider-Man 2. Yeah. And that's pretty great. Yeah. That's They're awesome. very funny. I, I might I've throw only those seen on. uh, Spider Man Two. I only do Spider Man Two. But I, but I just when you're doing it on YouTube and they have the little picture in picture and they have mm-hmm. you know I just want the hits and I found myself looking for people and this is me trying to justify maybe I'm being a creep and I need to ease ease off on this. I'm looking for people that are not what I would consider the demographic for my favorite movies. That's fucked up. So my favorite... <laughs> Dude, honestly, Hang on, give me up. a second, give me a second. So that usually means I'm looking for like young people or people that are younger than me. Almost like you see those videos of like, you know, kids listening to like hits of the oh, 70s. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. The, like that kind of shit where you're mm-hmm. like, oh, they've never heard that or they've never seen that or they're reacting to this pop culture moment. And it's also usually, I like to see women watch the these these movies that i feel like are mostly geared towards and i even men. feel like this is maybe one of the broier what, what of is? the one we're going to talk about oh today. interest yes but all the marvel movies are usually my number one go-to star wars is great lord of the rings is great all these big huge pop culture series there are people on youtube especially that are like younger women 
that are like I've never been interested. You know what in I would stuff. also be interested in seeing? Mm. Like bros watch Dirty Dancing. Oh, absolutely! And just like watch their dude, like the way we had were our... like, it's about abortion, a hundred percent. Oh my god! If I could find, see, the the thing is, is it's easier, and you can understand why they're huge hits. There's tons of YouTube channels where course, it's like, young women this for being like, time. I'm watching Star Wars. So dudes are like, let me see you react to Star Wars. Exactly. Like that's the well, point. Well, there's also you're not watching it for the creep aspect that a lot of dudes are. Right. Yes. You're just uh, like pretty women on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about the thing they yeah, like. Exactly. But I'm 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 At it's, dude, it is a trip to watch. Because like even though they're the biggest movie in the world, like they don't know what happens at the end of it. But Endgame. I love that. They don't know Yeah, so I'm watching them, you know, watch the Guardians movies for the first time or watch Avengers for the first mm-hmm. time and they're like and because they Wait, what? they're setting up where they're actually watching all the movies in the series they're like oh it's it's Agent Coulson or oh, you know in the wrong order hopefully yeah uh, no most of the ones I like are they they have talked about it in the beginning and they go I'm going off of theatrical release order because enough people told me if I did it a chronological like things will get spoiled yeah and i'm like good good to know way to go but dude go back to that bro idea for a moment that is a genius idea keller if i could find a channel full of a bunch of dude bros and they're like and i'm like hey i just you gotta watch promising young woman you gotta watch (laughs) malleable minded young man you gotta watch heathers for the first time i want to find two jock high school bros i would love it and start a podcast with them Mm-hmm. And and the name of the podcast would be like Titanic's actually pretty tight. Like that would be the name of the. <laughs> I can't do that because I don't like Titanic. Uh, Titanic was. It's not a good example. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Dirty Dancing is a great example. Dirty Dancing is a great example. Man, that would be a blast. Remember how much fun we had watching Heather's. Also, that was yes. another like. I was about fuck. to say I was that. Like what? Yeah. This movie's spe- great. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. that would be awesome. Anyway, yeah, we need more stuff like that. Like dudes that have never seen Bridesmaids. And I don't even know how like, that's a blind is, spot. This is great. It's so, <laughs> but also getting dudes to so, watch like the Twilight films. Like, here you go. How do you react to these? Um, that might okay. be a bad idea. That might that be could bad. be a bad idea. <laughs> uh, might reinforce. But their... also, I, we could have an honest discussion about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, we're going to leave. I all read that the in. first Twilight book. You did. Yeah. Hang on, hold that thought, because now I want to introduce the podcast and then get right back to that. Talking Twilight. Talking to well, hey everybody. Welcome to Talking Twilight, the 500 greatest Twilight. Dude, you Team Edward, Team Jacob. <laughs> my name is Hector, and sitting across from me I'm is Team Edward. He's is, Batman. Is the Edward to my Jacob, Mr. Keller Knobloch. We're enemies. Say, say hi, Keller. <laughs> but you're going to mate with my child. Oh, you didn't get that far? Did I just spoil it? No, I'm going to mate with your child. That's what Jacob... Wait, what? Huh? Mr. Keller Knobloch. Say hi, Keller. That's fucked up. <laughs> I don't like that. Do you know hi, that that's, that's what happens at the end of the uh, Jacob, the, the, the series? Jacob... Like, like Bella their child ends up ages, with Edward. Yes, and no, they no, have no. a kid. No, no, no. So Bella and Edward have a baby. Yes. And then the baby's born, and then Jacob, through either werewolf magic or baby vampire magic, they lock eyes... And then he like imprints on her okay. so that when she grows up, they'll be a couple. And he's just going to. Yeah. Yeah. Is that that's for sure what it is? Yes. That's a fucked. hundred percent. Yep. I hate it. It's weird, right? Man. Anyway. Wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, um, we should probably get into talking that's about That's just the, how it ends. And they're yes. like, wow, that's a, that's romantic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's romantic. It's weird, right? That's fucked. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a baby. I know. It's a baby. A little vampire baby. <laughs> Maybe we should watch those movies. It might be real fun. Uh, <laughs> they did it on How Did This Get Made. Yeah. And 
it's hilarious. Because there's what four, or five of them. I like think four. I'd I think they all. did one, two, three, and then doubled up the second because it came out the same time yeah. as Harry Potter. Yeah, like, doubled Let's up. Do it too. Doubled up the third movie mm-hmm. or the third book or whatever. I'd be down. I think I might really dislike those films, but I would get Here's rip, the deal. rip, roaring, drunk. Oh, rip and yeah. roaring, and then watch those movies. Yeah, man, I might even do fucking. LSD or something yeah. to get through those. <laughs> Lakeshore Drive, a little Lakeshore Drive. Yes, that's what I need. That's a song in uh, Guardians Volume 2. Oh, is it? There's a place I'm in. Oh, no, yeah. no, no. That's and about Lakeshore Drive. Yeah. It's a, that's Lakeshore Drive's a thing I like. I put it right under my tongue. That's the lyrics. Yep. <laughs> and then I have to lay down for a while. And my I friends have get to lay really down scared. For a while. My friends get really scared. To make sure I drink lots of water and then I do it all again. <laughs> Lake Show Drive. Guys, always have a spotter. Always. Um, I actually have a question for you before we jump into the movie, before we hand the phone over to Sir Giles. Okay. Saw somebody post this tweet. I saw Adam react to it, but someone's like, I want to get drunk with Sebastian Stan. Okay. Probably because of watching like press for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and you sure. know, seeing he's like a fun guy. And and our buddy Adam was like, "You're just gonna leave Anthony Mackie out of this? You gotta you gotta get drunk with them both." And then I started thinking, "What are your like top five MCU actors that you'd want to get, get drunk? drunk yeah, with? that you'd want to get drunk with." Uh, that's I'm, tough. Because if he's because still in, if he's still are we in talking play, main main it, it could be anything? It could be anybody Who are you talking about anybody? If you could get Steve drunk? No, 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 not <laughs> characters, actors, just actors. Let's, oh, let's keep actors? it simple. Let's keep it simple. Okay. Actors. Okay. I think I might go Chris Evans. Did you ever see that clip of Chris Evans being drunk at one of the Avengers movie premieres? No, but I bet it's funny. So Is funny. Is he charming? Yeah, he's so drunk. Just silly drunk? Yeah. Or he's that's a, the thing. He's a little silly and sloppy drunk. Yeah. It's real, I bet real cute. Chris Hemsworth is great oh, at being drunk. Actually, you're right. That's like, probably real fun, but he'd probably be like, let's go to the gym. Come on, let's go right no, now. No, he'd be like, like, no, Chris. Australia, that's our culture. <laughs> we drink in Australia. Okay, that's actually a really good one. Hemsworth is in the mix. Hemsworth is in there. Uh, Taika Waititi, I'd like to get drunk with him. He's, he counts as a cast yeah, member? Yeah, he's Korg. Okay, okay. He's Korg. Uh, I'd like to get drunk with him. I'd like to get drunk with... I don't know with, if I'd want to get drunk with Taika Waititi. Oh, I would. He seems really silly and funny. Do you think he'd get sillier? Yeah. Or do you think... I think he'd be like, I don't know. Let's go to this other bar. I don't know. And I'd be man. like, You're I've hilarious. seen Boy, so I'm like, <laughs> is he gonna be like his dad character yeah. in that? He just like leans in it when he's drunk. Don't get just mixed up with that angrier. Nazi stuff. Yeah, like you're like, okay, okay. Um, I think I'd like to get drunk with Tessa Thompson, but that would be like intense because she is like amazing. Like she'd be like, okay, we're gonna get Here's on a private jet. And I go can't to tell Milan. what how people are drunk. I don't know if they're angry drunks. Yeah. I don't know if they're very serious drunks. Well, let me put it to you this way. I don't know if they're belligerent. If this helps. Or they just get loud. Let me give you, let me give you this as a gift. Okay. Best case scenario for all of them. Just assume it'll Who be the I best. Who I want to hang out yeah. with anyway. Basically. Basically. And in, in the scenario of like, because look, if we're, if we're going to play this any kind of realistically, the only way you're going to meet these folks is probably at some sort of an after party. Yeah. Honestly, a Comic Con get together. All those things we get invited to. Yes. I, oh look, my god. You're joking, Constantly. but bro, we've snuck into stuff like that. At you Comic- got invited. Like, yeah, I snuck exactly. into exactly. <laughs> so imagine a situation where there's like, there's like a bunch of people and actors and shit or whatever, but there's also like five actors from Marvel movies or TV shows or whatever that are at this thing and then you can be there and then they're cool with like you hanging yeah. out and you can talk to them and say like who would you want it to be? Maybe uh, pa- I bet maybe Dave Bautista is great. Oh my God. I bet he's just like super nice. He's so and nice. And he just gets like super... Uh, and you know what? I would just be complimenting the shit out of him. I, I would just be too. leaning in like Dave, Dave, Dave. 
You and Blade Runner twenty four nine. I could be projecting. Thank you, but I also that. feel like he's probably a good laugher. Yeah. And I yeah. fucking love a good laugher. You know what? Let's keep that going. Maybe Palm Clementif might be fun. Or who? Karen Gillum. Gillen, who plays Nebula. Palm Clementif is Mantis. Oh, okay, okay. And and Karen Gillen? Gillen Karen Gillen, I think. From Jumanji mm-hmm. and, and she's she's fun. She's very like, Oh, let's go get a drink. Oh, that's great. Oh, they, yeah. whatever Scottish mm-hmm. or I can't. That'd be do distracting. It. Yeah. <laughs> Scottish accent. Uh, Zoe Saldana the Australian would be, would be distracting would too. Be, would be cool. Zoe Saldana. But I can't it, tell again, how these people like, would be yeah, okay. drunk. <laughs> is the thing you're, you're like getting real stressed about it. I don't mean to make you stressed. I don't mean to Robert Downey Jr. probably gets really full of himself. <laughs> uh, hey man, you're go- why are you going right to worst case scenario? I told you best I, case it's scenario. It's hard not to. It you got to try. I can't help but gotta, try to read these people. You got to be more optimist, <laughs> optimistically read them. Like in your mind, what would be the best way for Robert Downey Jr. to be when drunk? Like best case scenario, what is he just handing you money? What is just like super like? <laughs> Honestly, any of these fuckers, like yeah, if they're drunk, they better be handing me money. That's what I want. The yeah. five richest. Yeah, <laughs> that's who I want. So it's like Robert Downey Jr., Samuel fucking, Jackson, Kevin Feige, if he counts. Yep. Yeah, Samuel Jackson. Did he make a cameo? Samuel Jackson would be fun. Stanley back with. in the day. Yeah, give me some fucking money, dude. Stan, er, not Stanley. Sam Jackson would probably be real get real fun to be drunk with. Yeah. But he's also like in his 70s. So I'm like, or, or I'm like, I'd be like, do you need to go to sleep? Are we? <laughs> do you need to go to sleep? But also be like, okay, story time, grandpa. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Just be asking him stuff about Pulp Fiction and shit. Mm-hmm. I'd like to get drunk with Brie Larson also because she also seems very cool. She seems cool. But I also don't want to assume. She, she also seems cool enough to be like, she's like, oh, actually, I don't drink. And I'd be like, that checks out. That checks out for your whole persona. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> dork yeah pretty just dorky. kidding pretty just dorky. kidding guys um it's cool not to drink there's a bunch man but uh, sebastian stands in there but honestly mackie would probably be in there before sebastian stan no offense uh, mackie seems really funny to me and cut and, the check yeah yes yes that just, that just gets amped up yeah yeah <laughs> paul rudd is probably a fun time drunk that's what i said that's what i was gonna say yeah okay yeah yeah uh he'd be great oh my god number one number Michael one Pena. number one with a bullet number one with a bullet Catherine Hahn, number one with a bullet. Ooh, I'm easy, sorry. Easy peasy. Everybody, everybody else is disqualified. It's number one with a bullet, Catherine Hahn. That yeah. would be so fun. She's a mom now. Yeah, a lot of them are moms now. So is Zoe Saldana. A lot of them are dads. Chris Hemsworth has like eight kids. I don't give a shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they just pop them out in Australia, don't yes. they? Yes, and also when you get to a certain level of rich... You can just have kids, and you know they'll That's be fine. That's right. It's a nanny. It's like we yeah. have to go to the event now. Children. Yeah, yeah. You know that they'll be fine. You know that their health it's and well-being. All like the beginning of Peter Pan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They come in, kiss the kids, <laughs> good night. Off to bed. The dog's gonna look after and you. And they play with them. And they listen. Hemsworth as a dad, if you see him on Instagram and shit, like he plays with his kids, and it seems awesome. I'm not saying that these rich people are not good parents, but I'm saying like I want to get drunk with Benicio del Toro. Oh, that would be really... Oh, that'd be crazy. Isn't that fun? I'd be asking him about Star Wars and Fear and Loathing and a yeah. fucking... Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, you see, these movies have some of the best... They have like the best collective cast because it's just most of Hollywood. <laughs> they, yeah. Like, really, the people that are missing are just like, okay, they don't have some of the major DC superheroes yet. No big deal. <laughs> or they're just like tied up in other shit. Exactly, exactly. In other franchises and mm-hmm. stuff. Like as soon as Lord of the Rings, that's what Martin Freeman said about Lord of the Rings is he was like, I haven't been in any Harry Potters or Lord of the Rings. And then Martin Freeman was cast as Bilbo. <laughs> yeah. And then Martin Freeman was in the Marvel movie. So it's but at like, least he wasn't in Harry Potter. 
That's true. He got out of there. Yeah, but he was saying as a Brit, as a oh, British, yeah. British mm-hmm. white guy actor, that he, he wasn't was on Sherlock. You know, he's yeah, fine. Yeah, exactly. Um, man, how did I not think of Catherine Hahn immediately? Yeah, it's because it's TV. We weren't John C. We Riley. Thinking small. John C. Riley from the first Guardians. I just pick a bunch of comedy people. I really would. I yeah, really would. Well, duh. Yeah. Yes. But, and then Steve the, Agee. Just yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'd be fun. <laughs> exactly. And he's in this. And e- and even the non-comedy people, I feel like are leaning comedy, like like um, Anthony Mackie, like you know, like a Tessa Thompson. I or drink Brie with Larson John Favreau. Hell yeah! I bet that's fun. Oh, he's got good stories. I'd ask him about Chef. Anyway, hey man, we're drunk. Make us grilled cheeses, damn yeah. it. <laughs> like really good grilled cheeses. Yeah. Uh, be asking him. I'm like, so in your movie, you made go make me that Reuben. You made Scarlett Johansson like your girlfriend, like side thing, and then you made Sofia Vergara your ex-wife, and he'd probably just be like, yeah. I'd be like, yeah, okay. <laughs> That's how like it's only man that what that low key ruins that movie yeah. for me. <laughs> That is more realistic than anything in a Marvel movie. <laughs> I don't like, even like seeing seeing Robert Downey Jr. build an Iron Man suit. I'm like, I believe it. But seeing Sofia Vergara be <laughs> only because I'm seeing Roy Choi in it. Yeah, with him. Yeah, yeah am yeah. I like maybe this does have some credibility? Because you is Roy Choi's like wife very beautiful? Is that no? Roy you... Choi's a legit chef for sure. For sure. And he also doesn't look like John Favreau. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a handsome guy, Roy Choi. I've yeah. seen him. Mm-hmm. I saw the Chef Netflix yeah. thing. Like that's great. You know, he's a cool, handsome dude. And I, I look kind of like John Favreau. <laughs> so it's uh, <laughs> no knock on John Favreau, but it's like Sophia Vergara, John Hanson. That's so funny. All right. Well, we're now about twenty minutes in. I think let's go ahead and uh, what's the movie called? Hand the phone over to Sir Giles so we can be reminded. So he has been waiting in the wings. Our British nanny. He's kind of our nanny. Um, very similar to our nanny. Very similar to our nanny. He is going to tell Katie us. Katie Nana. Uh, yeah. That's Mary Poppins. <gasps> <laughs> he's no, going to tell spoiling. us. He's going to tell us the uh, Rotten Tomatoes summation of the movie that we're going to talk about tonight. Take it away, Sir Giles. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, 2017. Director James Francis Gunn Jr. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2's action-packed plot, dazzling visuals, and irreverent humor add up to a sequel that's almost as fun, if not quite as thrillingly fresh, as its predecessor. Thank you very much, Sir Giles. Nicely done. I like the way he said humor. It almost sounded like tumor. Humor. <laughs> he said like umer or something, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is great. Um, Keller? I was so sad when I put that humor in <laughs> Keller, opening it up to you. You've got it in front of you now that Sir Giles has handed you yep. your phone back. Thank um, you. It's so fucking wet. <laughs> For such an old dry guy. Exactly. His hands are like so wet. You see the skin flake off of his hands real thing. as he reaches it's a real for thing. it. Yeah. Yet yeah, yeah. he gives it back. Moist. Soaking wet. Moist as fuck. Uh, Keller, it feels like a towel, but yeah. it's a phone. <laughs> what do you make of the... I'm squeezing it and yeah. water is coming like, out. <laughs> What do you make of the Rotten Tomatoes summary? I think I mostly agree. It feels like the main I'd say point... the plot is action-packed. Yeah? I'd say that the uh, visuals, <laughs> dazzling. Da- yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd agree. say that uh, the irreverent humor add up to a sequel that's almost as fun. Yeah, okay. 
And I think that, the, yeah, the main thing there is and that it, like... I would agree that it's not quite as thrillingly fresh. It's not as fresh. So what are... So let's lean into this because before we started, you told me that tonight was probably the least amount that you've liked volume two. But that's the same thing with the first one too. I said yeah, the same thing. In re-watching the Guardians films, excuse me, in re-watching the Guardians films that you have probably liked them the least. Now, do you still like the movie? Do you dislike the movie? I still... What are your thoughts? Go. I still like the movie. Yeah. Um, but the jokes don't hit for me anymore. Mm. Most of them. Mm. Uh, it is amazing to look at. Gorgeous. Like, really, really but cool. But also, I feel like this one, it is... You can feel like... It feels like they're trying hard to catch that lightning in a bottle they got the first time. Yeah. In terms of the visuals or in terms of the whole thing? The whole thing. Yeah. And that... It was a game changer, mm-hmm. MCU wise. Mm-hmm. Definitely, and, uh, definitely. I'll say it again. My favorite thing about the Guardians of the Galaxy movies is that it. No, you said that they had Taika in mind before Guardians. Oh, I don't know. I can't. Okay. I can't remember if I I'm said thinking, that. I think it probably. But you think it opened the door for that kind the of door for that. Yeah. So for sure, for sure. But this which one is just next like, week, which is next week. Thor it Ragnar. feels like it's doubling down on the middle school mm-hmm. humor. Mm-hmm. I agree. I don't disagree. I totally yeah. agree. I totally agree. And I feel like the 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 thing that I have felt, I felt and I don't s- buy the Yondu. I do, but we can talk about that. So put a pin in that for a sec, because I want to circle back to Yondu. We can kind of talk about each of the characters mm-hmm. and stuff, because I feel like each of the characters have like hits and misses and upgrades and da- kind of downgrades from like what they were in the first movie sort of. This movie yeah. really just takes a that lot to cast. juggle. Yeah. It's like we're going to open this up with a team and mm-hmm. now we have to juggle a team mm-hmm. whereas everything else like and give them each their own one character. You know. Yeah, the first movie I think was definitely more Peter Quill's movie. Yes. And, and this, this one is too. more on Yeah, but I but I I feel more of the ensemble because it feels like the movie gives Well, we're following Peter from the beginning yes. in the other one yes. we don't have everybody. Correct. And uh other than little cut twos. Correct. And I think that um what I was going to say ultimately my Here's Gamora talking to Thanos. What's that? Just here's Gamora talking to Thanos. Is that the only person the we get movie. beforehand? Uh before like they all meet with Peter? Yeah. Um yeah, or before we like join them with Peter. Yeah, because Drax was in the prison, mm-hmm. and Rocket and Groot and Gamora are all on the planet that on get the captured by the Nova Corps yeah. on the bridge and shit. Mm-hmm. So like we don't see Rocket and Groot before that. Yeah, we do see Gamora before that, so that we know what's up with her. And mm-hmm. then she shows up, and then yeah, so we only get a little teeny backstory before. Yeah, before that. It, it, again, if you don't read like the comic books and the different things that are like, oh, here's a Rocket and Groot adventure. Well, of course, you know, that takes place before yes. the movie. Like, who mm-hmm. cares? Um, we're talking the movies. I don't disagree with what you're saying about that sort of middle school humor. And yeah. I feel like that's the stuff that is going to age the worst with these two movies and then conceivably and the, it does. the third. And it and does. And I feel like this one maybe crams in even more. Uh, more like jo- Jackson Pollock type jokes, more things like that. Yes. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. In terms of, I mean, if we're trying to break it down to the nitty gritty and the percentage and the minutia, I think I don't Drax know. I don't laughs know. too much. In this one. Oh, yes. I love it, though. I like that. I wish they'd <laughs> cut it down a little bit. But don't you think, uh, well, 
there's there there's there's a bunch that I want to I want hit him to change with of each course. of the characters. You want them to change for, for sure, but, for sure, for sure. But you think that, that doesn't he mean was laugh more? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it does, Keller. Maybe it does mean Drax laughs more. No, because I laughed less this yeah. time around. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I wanted to say: middle school humor. Yeah, it's there, mm-hmm. and I think that for me the biggest uh, difference between <laughs> Volume Two and Volume One, if we're comparing them both, and for me the best thing about Volume Two. And I still don't think it's a better movie than one. I think I'm still going to give mm-hmm. one the, yeah. you know, for that originality, the freshness. Like when it came out, like you said, Game Changer. It fucking hit. First cosmic MCU movie in space. Like yeah. all of that shit. And oh, side note, I think it's really cool that this movie, even though it's still on the way to the Infinity Saga, that like either the studio didn't or they weren't thinking about, we have to do more setup of Thanos. More set. Like they're just like, no. They did mention an Infinity Stone. They did, but that was from just recounting the events of the first movie True, where Peter held it. But they didn't it. say it was an Infinity Stone in the first one, did they? Uh, I think so. I'm pretty sure did at they the end. Lay out, yeah, Infinity because that's Stones? that's Benicio del Toro. He was like Infinity Stones, the oh, okay, concentrated yeah, yeah, yeah. ingots, and then that's what makes the whole deal about Peter holding it. Yeah, you think he's deal. gonna die, and then Glenn Close is like, "You're something else." And the noun in this movie, we figure what and that someone else what that is. is. Something else. Yeah, but it's. I think it's neat that. Either James Gunn was like, well, I just want the whole movie to be the same crew and I'll bring in Peter's dad and finish that story and I'll add Mantis and I'll wrap up Yondu and tie it into Mm -hmm. Peter's story and that's it. Because, dude, think about it. There could have easily been a version of Guardians 2 that was like more set up for Thanos, more set up for Avengers Infinity War, more set up for like the Kree and the scroll and like they could have done all of that shit. But they still talk about it like... Mm -hmm. But it being like Thanos they, being Gamora and Nebula's father. And Nebula yes. going into like mm-hmm. my whole deal is again. I'm going to fucking murder again him. Again and again. You're and right. They did. I guess it's just it feels different because there wasn't a scene. It sets up their motivation for the future. Yes. Especially Nebula's. Absolutely. But there wasn't a scene where we saw Josh Brolin again as Thanos yeah. like which was I'm happy about. They but, couldn't pay him. Yeah. Who could afford that, it? Maybe that's what it is. It all went to Kurt Russell. But my favorite thing about Probably. this movie compared to volume one. Been Goldie Hawn. <laughs> as ego <laughs> i'm your dad mom peter no i'm your dad goldie Hawn be uh what peter's mom sage her down too oh but they well, i mean sure was it the same fun. actress yeah from the first movie okay. yeah the same woman that was like take my hand peter the one who died in the bed mm-hmm. laura haddock i yeah. think is her name and she also played that one woman in the first avenger where she was like hi and got a, an autograph from oh okay captain america we talked about this i think so and some fan was like is that peter quill's grandmother and, and like, james shut james up. gunn was like sure sure <laughs> which is great sure <laughs> so fans were like oh thanks and then they wrote it down Guys, in there go read a book wikis <laughs> um guardians 2 you at dis- least the novelization <laughs> disagree with me if you disagree tell okay. me tell me i'm wrong if you think i'm wrong all right guardians 2 has deeper emotion and it hits for bigger emotional moments than volume one does uh i don't know man okay his mom dying yeah it's big but and i feel that more you feel it and and it's more about him but this one tries harder it's swinging for for it it. volume one it's it it, that opening is still it crushes straight up up it's up you know, with the little frog that mm-hmm. smushed it. They smushed it with a rock. He didn't do nothing. And then the mom dies right there. And then to have the callback at the end where then it's it's the whole movie's about Peter in mourning and his, yeah. you know, grief and everything. And this one, I think it swings for it because of not just Peter and his dad, 
but I think the moment with like Drax and Mantis where Drax is talking about his daughter like like that yeah, is a yeah, big yeah. moment for her the moment with between Nebula and Gamora they are progressing that well she's sister an empath relationship fucking, hey, there you go to. the big emotion the big mm-hmm. emotion so that's my favorite thing about volume two and I think that I I that's what I appreciate most about the film I are those moments. would probably agree with you yeah uh, even the stuff with Rocket that can be pretty heartbreaking to me you know oh yeah you know like you said your yeah. favorite shot is him crying <sighs> right last at the shot. end that's the last yeah. shot in the movie before the credits fun whatever yeah, montage you know stuff what I, yeah. but just a, a raccoon crying and we're like and everybody buys it and yeah. they've in Marvel Cinematic Universe yeah. has earned that <laughs> thank you mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so um, okay so let's go through the characters because I want to talk about each of them okay and I guess we could compare it to the first movie, and we I guess we can I don't know I mean we have to how do you where do you where, such a where do you want the conversation to go? We can do whatever you want. We don't have to talk about okay. characters. What do you want to um, talk about? What do you want to talk about? I like I I'll, what do you like about the movie first? You like the emotions <laughs> first. I don't want to just rip into this movie. Go ahead, you can rip into it. Okay. I mean, do you want ripping into? Do you want to turn it like, into sort of like? A debate sort of thing? Not a debate. Because I'll probably agree with a lot of your points. I'll probably agree with Uh, a lot of your points. I don't feel like it's earned, especially given his backstory. It feels Mm -hmm. so retroactive. It's like, we're going to make this what it is, especially since like he straight up tries to murder him a few times in the first one. I don't know that he does. But I'm not going to (laughs) deny that he... He straight up... Murdered other kids by delivering them to he even, ego. Even if he didn't know they were going to die. That's the he biggest. Kidnapped he kidnapped children from there. Countless children. Alien Did you see planets. the number yeah. of Skellingtons? And even if Yondu didn't deliver all of those, like he still did enough to where that's what he was known for. And that's why Sylvester Stallone cut him out of the group. Yeah. Because he was kidnapping. He was dealing in kids. He was, you know, trafficking children. And also. That's the biggest stain on, yes, his, on his record. It's the biggest sure. stain on his record. Yeah. And it's like, can you redeem Kylo Ren? I don't know. You can't. I don't know. Is the thing. Uh-huh. But also, it's a movie. Mm-hmm. So sure. And it is great when Sean Gunn screams uh, happily. Screams happily it's a when he gets the Ravenger funeral. Yeah. But I don't. And his people forgive him. I don't think it earns the, I'm your daddy. And it's mm. like, well, he's yeah. the one who gets to say that, dude. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But then Peter does say it. But the question is, did sure. Pete, does, does Peter say it only because his father heroically sacrificed himself, you know? And well, so, it's you know, because that's the thing. It's like, d- does the does the I wish it had ended with he's like, you don't fucking need it. <laughs> you don't Who's, you don't need a father figure. Uh, you don't need that person to have been there. Yeah. Like yeah. you have your family now. Yeah. Let that shape who you are. That also would have been a completely valid. Yeah take on and just have it be sad that yonder dies yeah i'm sure. fine with that too sure you know what i think would be great is if in a third movie or going forward that if there was some acknowledgement because it's even just like i thought you were gonna eat me sure like but i also though here's it the is thing. the an incredibly abusive thing and yes. then it does a re- retroactive thing it's like yeah look it showed him how to shoot a gun yeah <laughs> yeah it's he did so raise him he did raise him. Sure. Yeah. Plenty of pieces of shit raise yep. people. Exactly. <laughs> but that doesn't undo a a history of like abuse and and psychological abuse or whatever. And that, but here's the other thing too. When they're screaming at each other about, "I thought you were going to eat me." Do you believe that Yondu felt that and meant that when he was screaming that? And did you believe that Peter believed that he was going to get eaten? I do. I don't know. 
I don't know. He the way he delivers it in the yeah. first one. In the first one, the way he talks about the way yeah. he's going to be eaten. Yeah, makes it seem like he thinks he was going to be eaten. I think, and and, and I, I'm sure there were tender moments. Sure, but, sure, Hey, sure. we've all fucking seen yeah. Beasts of No Nation. It's not <laughs> cool, man. <laughs> they I think, made him into a child soldier. Yeah, I think that uh, it's true. He if was a anything, little kid ravager uh, since he was a little kid. Yeah, yeah. It's, flying spaceships. What's and that stuff. Uh, syndrome called? Um. Where oh you end God. up loving your captor. Stockholm. 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 Stockholm Syndrome. Stochom. I think, and maybe I'm wrong, and I would be curious to, I bet you shit, if we just tweeted this shit at James Gunn, like he could probably just, I he would, would be like, like he would be like open enough to answer it because I think that when Yandu yells, we're going to eat you, that is abusive. It's psychologically abusive. It's abusive. It's a it's a threat. I think it's incredibly psychologically abusive yeah, exactly. to kidnap a child. Also, that's the that's maybe that's more, maybe, maybe more, maybe yeah, more. Yeah, number one. I think it'll do a number on you because I was thinking about this while watching the movie, and like the whole idea of Star Lord is that he's supposed to be a human out in space, and the way he delivers. Because I was small and they wanted me to get stuff, he yeah. legitimately believed that that's why they had him there. Oh, and that there's I do nothing, believe. That I do believe. I don't yeah. think that he really. There's nothing to say before they decide that they're going to start saying it that he felt any love for anything. If anything, he's glad to have escaped it. There's no fondness <laughs> about Yondu. About the Ravager time at all. Well, here's the thing. Counterpoint is that Peter Quill is still wearing Ravager clothing the literally the entire time. What is Peter Ravager Quill, clothing? The, it's not that, like that red jacket thing. That red that's jacket. That's just a red jacket. But it's like it's their uniform and shit, dude. Like it, like also here's the other thing and this isn't Yondu's fault. This is also partly because Peter <laughs> was Then we go back to the Stockholm thing. <laughs> What's that? Then we go back to the Stockholm thing. What do you mean? Sure, probably still has Just in, into it? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yes, but also the the thing that Peter never goes back home, he could like as soon as he escapes, quote unquote, as soon as he gets any kind of, you know, autonomy or go freedom, home his he doesn't mom go, died there, right? Because exactly. of trauma, exactly. So that's not Yondu's fault, but it's still Peter but as it's a young Yondu's man. Yondu's fault that he didn't get to process that trauma on Earth. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's very true. Uh, but and Peter, wasn't able to process that trauma until the first movie. And he's really probably yeah exactly so when until he's like thirty four years old mm-hmm. and then a month later he's getting to process the trauma of wait this is who my father was mm-hmm. and then this is who the guy who basically raised me was Yondu and like what he did so now since twenty fourteen you know four years he's I'm hoping processing that as well I will say and I love we Yondu see in him this again movie. in twenty eighteen Yondu yeah. might be my favorite character in the whole movie really. He's so good. Uh, My, yeah, Michael, Michael Rooker, Rooker is the only so reason I maybe even remotely buy the father yeah. son thing. Yes, yeah. he's so fucking good. Yeah, it's true. And it, uh, and I also think it was a storytelling challenge to have him apart from Star Lord for the whole time. But then they paired him up with Rocket, and a lot of that and work they did that work was, was yeah. It was really supposed mm-hmm. to be being done between him and Rocket, you know, with the way that Yondu is and and Hear and also. Me. To even set that up even That's so further, dramatic. It is. It's soap opera. And even to set that up further, they had Yondu's whole plot be before this that like, oh, but there's even a worse group of Ravagers. Like Yondu and his crew, like they're pretty good. That's you know, like, Craglin and stuff. Again, it's all in service to try to make Yondu look better. That but once then it he, shows them on the pleasure planet. Yeah. Yeah. And then and he's I feel sad, like there's a even. weird streak of misogyny in this movie. Yeah. 
I could buy that. Do you feel it? I could buy that. Yeah. Especially with the fact that it's all half naked women at the brothel thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The robot uh, women that can like shut down and stuff. That's weird. It's not, you know, it's not great. And the ravagers are like mostly men, except and they're for, all like then who's we, this chick. Yeah. And then we say, see like the Michelle Yeoh group, and you're like, oh, those people seem cool. I want to see them. For a yeah, it's not for a second. I want to see those. You know, see those groups. Yeah, because Stallone is very much a. Stallone bringing Stallone in boo is uh <laughs> boo Sylvester Stallone uh who's not a part of the Mar-a-Lago group apparently but he's still I bet you can still get you know, a guest pass I bet, very easily I'm, and I'm also pretty sure he visited, you don't gotta be a member I'm also pretty sure he visited the Trump White House but I may be wrong anyway uh bringing in Sylvester Stallone that automatically frames this very macho it makes them you know, stoic and gives yeah them, he's like there's mm-hmm. honor a code, but it makes this, it brings in a character who movie audiences know, mm-hmm. I mean, Sylvester Stallone as a character, yeah. plus all the characters People he's played, to all of a sudden have Yondu trying to like look up to him or care about that man's opinion, mm-hmm. I think is trying to help the audience like buy it. Because yeah, in the first movie, Yondu was his own guy. As far as we knew, those were the only Ravagers. Yeah. They decided to help the Zandarians and like, you know, fight Ronin or whatever. And they were saving lives and a bunch of them died and stuff. So like, you know, the Zandarians and the galaxy thought that, Oh, thanks Ravagers. I really appreciate it. But it really felt like it was a me and you boy, we're not done. Give me the, give me the orb. Give me the thing. You know? So it's just, it's, he's this whole like independent character. And then this movie sets up like, well, Who has real no fondness until the very end where he's like, yeah, uh, he got me again. Exactly. That's the only exactly. time that gives you any hint. Yeah. But even then, yeah. Or I mean, it's true. Like I'm, I'm trying to think back about the first movie and what, rewatching the first movie with the context of the second is interesting. It's just such, you know, because uh, he's screaming about Peter. It's even his first scene where he calls. How many Peter, years was it in between this and the second one? In the universe, I mean the first or in the production? In production, uh, three years, fourteen to seventeen, okay. twenty fourteen to twenty seventeen. So three okay. years time. Um. And I don't know if I'm pretty sure James Gunn just went right into production. Yeah, like writing, writing pre-production, and you mm-hmm. know, and because it takes about two years to make this movie. So, um, but uh, the first scene that Yandu's in, if I recall correctly, had a guy screaming about like, "We got to get Peter Quill," and he's like, "Put a bounty on his head. I'm gonna get him." As opposed to like, and does Put that a mean bounty like on his head kill him, or does send a bunch mean, of people like, to murder him? him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But I, I'm trying to remember if, if Yondu said something like, I'm going to get him all the time. I'm going to get him. I'm going to get this, you know, putting that kind of yeah. respect or whatever. I don't know. And it very well could have been a, a retroactive, a retroactive thing. thing. It could have, you know. Um, so then the question becomes, does the movie Guardians Volume 2 do a good enough job of like, that's what I'm saying Michael Rooker does it. most of the work. He does, man. He's great. When and, and then the other thing I noticed, too, that I, I have not noticed in previous watches of he volume can two. sell most everything he says even he when it gets real soap opera like that very much very melodramatic when he shows up in the ship and then peter quill jumps into the ship and they're kind of yelling at each other mm-hmm. i realize then that's a little bit of the that them trying to set up because he's even telling them like you try you use your head and he's already they're already planting that seed there like you think when i threw throw my arrow around i, I use my head 
why would he yell that to him? He doesn't know. <laughs> he hasn't been here for any of that. It's like, yeah. I can't get it. I don't know how to. I don't know how to be a god. But he. But and he, then, yeah, that's true. But he did somehow say, like, I thought about it real hard and made a ball. That's that. That was the setup. Is that Peter Quill was like, I concentrated real hard and I made a ball. And then Yondu just jumped right to, well, you got to use your heart. Like, like if that's the it's rule such a, <laughs> for the Celestials. And I'm like, how much does Yondu know about stuff? So, um, okay, so. Would you say then that the that the depiction of Yondu in the storyline is a little a little uneven? It, it's uneven between the first and second. Between the first and definitely. second, definitely. That the the highlights are Michael Rooker's performance. Yes, and the lowlights are the highlights of these movies. Movies are the in performances. General are the performances. Very well said. And the lowlights are okay. Are we erasing this character's like abuse and like he's basically a bad guy and you know just in favor of trying to make ego look worse and. It's all that stuff. I don't know. But yeah. I think I think there is a lot to Peter Quill being a stunted individual for for good and bad. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. He's just a very traumatized He was stunted guy. by both of them. Oh, uh, absolutely. And by and also by his own choices that he makes and his own like just a bunch of shit. I bet like you know he'd probably be doing better. Like he'd if he probably were on Earth. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't I, think so. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think so. He'd I don't probably know. be like secretly right wing and like to go <laughs> hunting and stuff. Uh, I mean, yeah, he would have ended up just like actor Chris Pratt, just mm-hmm, exactly mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. actor Chris Pratt. <laughs> Divorce. I just, I just know that if I were kidnapped, I don't know. I'd like to say if I were kidnapped and taken to space, I would pretty much be like the second I could get into a ship and fly it, I'd be like, I'm coming. I'm going back to Earth. Like, what do you, you know? I or get, maybe not. I don't know. I get the staying away from Earth. Okay. Good justification. That works. There's a lot of justifying happening in this And movie. I love the thing where he's like, you don't know what it was like. And yeah. then he was like, I, you, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's a good moment. Mm-hmm. All that stuff. I love when he's like, uh, immediately comes out of it and was like, you fucking killed my mom. Yeah. I love that he's like, he's so beautiful. eternity. It's yep. so amazing. Yep. And like, I love the, the immediate of the snap out of it as soon as he learns. Great moment. And he I love when he's dad. like, uh. Yeah. Shoots his dad. You shouldn't have killed my mom and, and squished my squish, Walkman. Yeah, squish my Walkman. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you this. But let's just jump right into talking about ego. We might as well because that's the bridge right there. Yeah. But um, great use of the character. My favorite needle drop in the MCU. My favorite fall. use of this of a of a song is uh is the the chain Mac, the chain. I said the fall. Yeah, the, <laughs> is the fall. It's because we watched 2006, that movie. Two thousand six. Tarsem Singh. Yep. <laughs> Lee Pace. Beautiful. Amazing. I'm glad they used the score. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, my favorite is the chain is uh Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. Because I like it when they use it earlier in the film, but when that moment happens, I almost wish they didn't use it earlier in the film. Yeah, but it's also like Taika using Led Zeppelin in the beginning and then bringing it in back in the end. I'm like, oh, that's full circle, baby. I like that. That is a good. That's I a like better that. full circle, though. Yeah, 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 in my opinion. Yeah, because the using, chain has that emotional weight behind it. Sure, sure. And I don't know. I don't know. The only thing in Guardians Two that you know is that it's playing on the on the cassette, so it's a Volume Two song. So like his mom yeah. put it in Volume Two, so there's some connection but to also, his mom. But also, we know that that doesn't necessarily check out because when they released Volume One, hey, that's there was different. a song from Volume Two. On I know, it. I know, I know, but that's <laughs> that's neither here nor there. You know it's, this. You know it's this somewhere. If you were to go to some kind of Guardians Wikipedia, some fan would be like, "Okay, here are all the songs we know are on Volume One, and all the songs we know are on yeah, Volume yeah, Two." Yeah. And Cat Stevens isn't on Volume Two because that was on the Zune. We know this. We Is know there this. Be 
Uh, then there's the Zune Vol playlist. Zune 3. <laughs> I don't know. I would imagine. Um, apparently, James Gunn already has the songs picked out. For, of course. You know, for the script. Of course. They're like in the script yeah. that he wrote for. Mm-hmm. And he said when he turned it in, he said that Volume 3 was a favorite script that he wrote. But then... I'm excited about it. I'm very excited. I think We're going to get Adam Warlock. I think it has... Yeah. And you know about Adam Warlock because you read some Marvel uh, comics with him in po- it, right? We both thought that he was going to come into play before Infinity War. Yeah. Initially, yeah. because he plays a part in the fucking comic That's book. right. That's a very good point. But... Yeah. yeah. And I thought... holding off on him. I thought Nebula was going to be more well, of remember a... remember when they... We fired James Gunn. Yeah. I remember that. Oh my god! I remember that, and then they rehired him, and yeah. I'm like, "Good, they should have." Just because yeah. it's a right wing. Uh, yes, it was a it was a bad faith like mm-hmm. you know attack. Yes, exactly. Um, which sucks. That, yes, that the internet can be mobilized that way. Yes. Um, I hope it doesn't get mobilized against us. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> Uh, Even though kind of did with that bad review we got. Yeah, what was I going to... Oh, speaking of, do we have any other reviews and stuff we got to read? Bad five-star. Yeah, and there's a really nice one I'd like to read. There was a really funny one about... I forget what it was, but okay. We're going to do that Uh by the end of the episode. We're going to do that. We only got, uh, I don't know, 15 minutes. So We got as much time as we want. That an hour and a half, the last two. That needle drop of um, the chain. It also, like... That it's, takes you back. It's a father-son song you. for you. Exactly. So it's a really, so it it's hits a really cheesy corny. in the corny. moment because the emotion yeah. is hitting at the mm-hmm. exact same time as the... Keller, you know my brain yeah, so well. You yeah. really do. You really I do. I <laughs> am a sucker for a father-son sure. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like Life Aquatic, mm-hmm. every great. time. And that's another flawed father figure. Like I think, I think yes, honestly... But also... Honestly? Way less kidnapping oh yeah yeah, yeah significantly yeah. less yeah. kidnapping <laughs> he was a dick i think every sure. i think every good father-son story that i like in movies especially in like a sci-fi or fant- fantastical setting it depends though i think that, that i like there's, flawed but i don't yeah. like when they redeem a piece of shit ah uh, interesting i don't like yeah yeah here's the deal yeah it is okay for people to be pieces it's not okay for them to be pieces of shit sure but it's okay for them to be that to you and that be it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's okay for, I also think it's okay because as I was watching the movie, I was thinking about this. I've, I've seen people talk about this online the past couple of days. I saw somebody say, we got to get rid of the sacrifice equals redemption trope. Exactly. And I'm like, I'm like split on that because well, I, it's, you know, talk about it. Talk about it. Sacrifice we all know the greatest redemption. sacrifice that was ever made. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Our Lord and Savior, Anakin Skywalker. Mm-hmm. I mean... <laughs> he just came back to life three days later. Mm-hmm. Darth Vader. No, I know. You know what? It is very uh, Christ-like. Thing. That's exactly what it yeah. is, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It's all uh, mm-hmm. fucking Pilgrim's Progress. It's all the hero's journey. What's Pilgrim's Progress? Pilgrim's Progress is this old fantasy novel that's just like about christianity really it's so yeah i've never it's re- like, heard about it it's <laughs> it's like is if, it any good i bet maybe in some way mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe in like a dante's inferno kind of way except uh, that's way more fucked up but okay. pilgrim's progress it probably has some literary merit gotcha gotcha but it is also like uh we're gonna write a story about 
you know, that mm. people will like, but it's actually about Christ. Uh-huh. Uh, like, a, like a Narnia situation? Except it is, <laughs> it's so much more overt than... <laughs> I got to think of... I got to find the name of the main character. Okay, look up Pilgrim's Progress. But it's all like sacrificial yeah. redemption. Yeah. It's all Aslan. It's all like yeah. it's all sacrifice equals, even though the whole fucking thing is... Jesus sacrificed himself mm-hmm. as a perfect person. Therefore, mm-hmm. there was no redemption. He was doing the redemption on behalf of everybody else. Correct. Correct. So yeah. it's a weird yeah. thing that has yeah. gotten mixed up. Sure. I bet. I bet. You're looking that up right now? Yeah. Uh, and, and the idea of like sacrifice equals redemption is really interesting. It and doesn't I... equal redemption. It can equal, hey, man, mm-hmm. thanks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> thanks for this one thing. Like. Yeah. Very cool of you for this one thing, but does not necessarily erase, you know, the years and years beforehand. And so people have been talking about it because Star Wars is always in the conversation and they've done it multiple times on Star Wars, you know, with Darth Vader and then with Kylo Ren. Um, Oh, yeah. The main character's name is Christian. Oh, my gosh. Are you serious? Uh, And there's the evangelist. Who puts Christian on the path to the celestial city? Oh, cool. He also shows Christian a book, which readers assume to be the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) Which readers assume to be the Bible. I wonder what it is. (laughs) What book's that going to be? Oh, is it a character named Beelzebub? Uh Oh, is he a bad guy? I have no, I have no, no No, way of knowing. No way of knowing. Oh, wait, no, that's Satan. Oh, okay, got it. Oh, no, he's one of Satan's companion archdemons. Okay, cool. Who has erected a fort near the wicked gate. Cool. Wicked? Or wicked? It's uh, fucking. I don't even because wicked is the name of the Ewok from Return it's of wicked the Jedi. Gate. Well, I don't like that because wicked was cool. Well, this came before demonic. that. Well, this maybe that's where maybe that's man. where George Lucas grabbed the name. Yeah, that's where he got the name wicked. <laughs> wicked, awesome. Uh, okay, so going back to this trope, like I like the way you put it, Keller. Is that it's okay to have? It's okay to have characters be like. A change of heart is not redemption. That's a great way to put it, too. And it's okay for characters to have changes of heart. That's good. And it's also, I think... It's like you hear about somebody got saved in jail after murdering so many people. It's like, good for you, dude. We just watched the most recent episode of Falcon Winter Soldier, and that little convo between those two characters where Sam Wilson was telling Bucky, like, you got to do the work. Do it. And he said, it's not just about going and getting the bad guys and you know making yourself feel good yeah. he's like you have to go and you get to be of service and you have to do something to make them feel good and and that's i think that that's a healthy thing if someone is trying to make also, amends if someone's trying to make amends dude was fucking brainwashed bucky yeah totally you're brainwashed yeah. dude you're fine yeah he's you're I think okay he's, i think he's, he's got, got a little a bit, bit of, of a excuse. complex a bit of an excuse yeah he's yeah. fine like <laughs> sam sh- yeah shut up yeah. you're in the actual military <laughs> shut the fuck up <laughs> yeah i mean bucky was too but in world war ii world for, war ii for a minute i feel like that was even a different context yeah, it really was it really was so that's one thing yeah. like we had this discussion watching that yeah about like Wow, uh, John Walker, he what like yeah. the military can change you. Yeah, if you join the military after like ninety five, mm-hmm. sorry man, yeah. <laughs> you did the wrong thing. <laughs> you know that was a great conversation because because I think that scene was trying to show. I know that trauma can affect a person. Sure. 
but I also know that joining mm-hmm. the military is a choice. Yeah, Doing those things in the military is a choice. But and I, I know... Think, I think what that scene was trying to do, I think the scene was trying to say exactly that. Because I think the scene was trying to say the the, the people who and took I'm not, away... If we have veterans listening, when I say that you made the wrong choice, mm-hmm. I hope that you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, no war that has happened in the last whatever sure. was necessary. Sure, exactly. And exactly. the military should be a tenth. Yeah, a tenth of its current force, yeah. and that more care should be given to, like, the PTSD that soldiers have to deal with, yes. and the you know all of that kind of stuff. Um, which is, and and that's the really frustrating thing is is young people who will join armed forces because they feel like they got no other choice. They got no other, and, you know, yeah, communities like, of color. Oh, they're going to give me a free sure, education. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, but I think that scene was was trying to be like. The U.S. military the has ex- this guy. That the military exploits exactly. children. Exactly. Is that the U- United States military had this guy in their employ, John Walker, and that that everything that he was about but was it, basically lining up to their what does, beliefs. Uh, lining up to their beliefs. What's your point? Go ahead. John Walker's uh, friend's name who dies? Um, Lamar. Battlestar? Lamar Hoskins. He Battlestar. says... Mm. Little power just makes you more yourself. Yeah. And what does the military do? It gives every person who joins more power, mm-hmm. and it's only going to make all those people more themselves. Until the military decides, well, you can't do that, and then they'll kind of take that, you know, they'll take that away. Uh, you know, I don't know. I think I think it was it wasn't like trying to take any responsibility off of John Walker's shoulders. Yeah. But I think the scene was trying to be like, look, the U.S. military has an issue. And that it it thinks a certain way, and then when you have a guy who's basically like, okay, cool, I'll do all of that, the U.S. military can't be like, oh, blah, blah, not like that, not like that. It's like the U.S. military, as an as a as a as a concept, is even at odds with like the Captain America concept because the Captain America concept, even though he was a U.S. soldier and he wears the f- stars and stripes, and initially has. A- tool for propaganda absolutely even it created in the real world to do that i think even is, is since the 60s the character well, of steve rogers the flipped. idea absolutely has been about which challenging what, the status yeah. quo challenging mm-hmm. the status quo and john walker i think which is being like i'm the status quo you guys are the status quo you can't just you be made me the status quo exactly. i'm exactly what you want me to be exactly exactly Yes. But then you had Julia Louis-Dreyfus coming in being like, no, you're right. Keep doing what you're doing. I'll use you in another status quo way. Mm-hmm. And you're like, hmm, interesting. And then he was forging his own shitty shield at the end. So that's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's that? <laughs> We're going to find out. He's going to be U.S. agent. He'll be his own character that will either be a good guy or a bad guy. I hope he picks guy. a different name. U.S. agent will yeah. be his name, I bet. Do you think so? Yeah, I think so. He's just going to take that? Uh, He'll take it? I, I don't know. Maybe. Okay. I mean, they went with Battlestar, like which is like the corniest <laughs> U.S. agent. I don't yeah. know. Battlestar sounds like a. He might just say U.S. agent. That's like, hey, we ha- there's mm-hmm. a U.S. agent on our radar. We're but here get in it? Germany. We U.S.A. Kill him. U.S.A. Get it? Like That's that. That's so funny. I love it. <laughs> now that you. So let's go go back to Guardians. The big question, the big dramatic thing, is like, does it try to redeem? these sort of abusive father figures. And I think that it it kind of does and tries, especially with Yondu. It, but with it does Yondu. the same thing. It's fucking Star Wars. Yeah. But I also think that... This does more work than Star Wars does. Yes. Obviously. And I think that the movie still, at its takeaway, still makes sure that you know that like Yondu was a piece of shit father. 
and that ego was a huge piece. Like, I think that, that I know what I was trying to say earlier was that like part of this father story, father son story, is that the son basically comes to terms with like my dad's my dad's sucked. That's part of it until the and very so end like when he it. makes a speech and he's like, my yeah. dad was cool. I mean, <laughs> I th- I think. You're not wrong, and I think I would like to see... That's one reason I fucking love Boy. Yeah. It's because at the end... It's complex. It's complex. Mm-hmm. His dad leaves, mm-hmm. and he takes over, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's not uh, a movie movie. It's mm-hmm. not It's not that kind of a story. And I think I would like to see uh, Star-Lord still reflecting on, still dealing with the father stuff. That's what stuff I hope. Going forward. You know, yeah. Star-Lord and... In the in in the Avengers movies is not that's not what that character set up to do. I think he's really serving the Gamora and Nebula storyline, which is like fucking everything up. Kind of takes front and center, which is great. Which is great. Yeah, yeah, everything up. yeah. He fucks some stuff up. He does. We'll get to that. Some get stuff, to it. Yeah. all of it, everything, <laughs> everything up. <laughs> There's lots of people at fault for a lot of stuff, but sure. Star Lord mainly um, Thanos. But <laughs> uh, I mean. Why didn't Tony Stark take that cool blade and just chop the fucker's arm off? Because that's what Thor did immediately when he saw well, him that's again. That's because <laughs> Thor has that brain. Thor knows. Yeah. Thor goes yeah. for the. Uh, now he goes for the head. He goes he for, the for the head, chest, but you know what? You know. He, he goes mm-hmm. for the kill. Mm-hmm. Is what he, he goes for. He does, and Stark doesn't have that brain. No, you're right. He's like he a goes problem for solver. How to disable? Yeah, and Thor's like, I'll I'll kill him. I'll kill and him. Tony's like, uh. <laughs> Computer, what should I cut off? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Analyze the guy. Yeah, I know whatever. the math. Uh, let's run through the rest of these characters because we talked about the dads. Kurt Russell expertly used. I think he did a great job. I of think, course. I think, and I love that they address the fact that I used to get David Hasselhoff and Kurt Russell confused as a child. <laughs> That's really funny. I appreciate that, I remember James when, Gunn. I remember when this movie came out, our friend Marina Mastros was texting me asking questions like, so what was Ego's... Like that, what was his deal? And I was kind of like, well, he, he was so egotistical that like he thought all other life in the universe wasn't worthy of existing, but like he was, so he wanted to basically propagate himself, you know. And then she, and he then just Marina, made his purpose to spread himself yeah, throughout the universe. And Marina, which is funny that that James Gunn took the name ego and literally just like that's he yeah, ran yeah. with it. And then Marina Inflated was like, it. So how? So did he love Peter's mom? And did he? And why did he kill her? And I'm like. He says that he did. I guess I can believe it because hey, he's his like... His head so big, couldn't fit through a door. <laughs> it's a planet. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, maybe that's where that Mantis joke came from, where where Drax is like, I think it is for oh, yeah. <laughs> if you have a low-hanging doorway. <laughs> that's one of the better jokes in the movie. you won't get decapitated. And then, yeah, and Peter's like, and I think if it's any other reason other than not being decapitated, I win the bet. And she's yeah. like, it's not for doorways. All cute and stuff. <laughs> All right, we'll talk about her for a second. But anyway, she it. Marina was texting me about like mm-hmm. this this thing about Ego putting the cancer in her head. I mostly buy it. It's a little contrived for sure. It's a little much to be like, okay, so he really did fall in love with Meredith Quill. But he didn't. Visited her. Th- he says he did, but he didn't because he, he kills didn't. her. You're right. It, he didn't. They he explain didn't. it. Yeah. Uh, hey, Invincible yeah. spoilers, but it's the same thing. <gasps> Ooh. You know what I'm saying? But you haven't read the rest of the Invincible comic. Not the rest of it. So hold your I'm tongue, brother. Omniman. You're right. I know what you're talking about, but I'm saying hold your tongue, brother. You got to read the rest of the comic. Oh, so he ends up being it's, cool? It's a little... 
How much more complex it's is complicated. it? We it's just saw him murder eight mm. people. And I know, but why? it's complicated. It's complicated. I'm not reading yeah. the rest of it. <laughs> you should. <laughs> I need you to tell me why. Because it's not what the book's about. But I think that the I think that um, the the similarly the related thing is like when you have a person who is for all by all accounts evil, can they come back from that? Sometimes the answer is yes. Sometimes the answer is no. And I think it depends on what the circumstances and then are. Even and if they do come they're, back, they're, you're making what, too much of a binary what, line between good and evil, what which happens is the problem their, with the trope to begin yeah, with. It's true. It's true because people are not that. People they exactly. do good things or they do evil things. Mm-hmm. You're right. Um, Unless they're Mitch McConnell. Yeah, in which case, son of a bitch is fucking evil. evil. Like Satan's asshole, e- like shit, oh like God. coming out of a butthole of a Satan. But also the anus. Above. The a- yeah, exactly. Like a boil that is. Festering mm-hmm. and ingrown pops. hair in sta- yes. inside, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and the butthole. That's right. Yeah. Um, of the devil. Okay, so Kurt Russell, great, and now he's lo- no longer in the MCU, and great. he's also the real life father of use. Wyatt Russell, who's now <laughs> John Walker. True. Hey, that's talk fun. about an ego. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's run through the rest of these characters. Drax. You said he laughed too much. He laughed too much, but also I love Dave Bautista. He's and I'm fine with it. He is the. Uh, he is such a a gift in these films he is like such a a discovery like also because i can just tell that he is probably having the best time and is so happy to be there you know that's what i'm thinking about when he's delivering a line that i don't think's funny yeah or something yeah yeah yeah. that's all i think about you're like kind of good for you dave batista yeah yeah and i don't think it's his delivery that is messing it up sure it could be issues in the scripts Mm -hmm. and jokes that don't work i I think i mentioned this in the last i think a lot of these jokes work the first time yeah is the problem yeah I think my least favorite joke is the fruit not being ripe. I hate that callback. Yeah, it's not good. It never works. And like we've been saying, the the Guardians movies definitely feel as though it's James Gunn, sometimes hitting, sometimes missing, writing the improvisationally. But the second one especially Mm -hmm. feels more written Mm -hmm. even. Mm -hmm. Well, again, we're missing Nicole Perlman who did not work on the script for this one. It was oh, yeah. just James Gunn who wrote mm-hmm. and directed the film, but I don't know what contributions Nicole Perlman had to the first. We mentioned this. Also, for Drax, you know that it was almost going to be Jason Momoa, right? Uh, we talked about this? I think this? so. Yeah, yeah, that he was like in the running and I'm didn't get it. I'm glad it wasn't. So, yeah, man. I think Dave Bautista is... Perfect, and I'm glad that it turned him into a star do afterwards. You, do you think that him and Mantis are going to end up together romantically? No, and I hope okay. not. Okay. Because they've already doing too much of it okay you think what do you mean like they've they're setting it up too much or do you, do you think that they're setting up that they're not romantic at all in kind of a mean way <laughs> kind of a mean way like i think don't get me wrong like i'm I think glad for it he loves I, her like a friend I think it like turns he, into yeah. a friendship yeah you for real see that they care about each other care about each other mm-hmm. for who they really are yeah it's it's, uh, it's nice it's nice yeah uh mantis palm clementif great I really, really love this character. She's so fucking good. I want to talk about this because... She's very funny. This is a controversial bit surrounding this character. Uh, An Asian-French actress Mm -hmm. um, who uh, uh, I I think is fantastic. I can't wait to see her in the next Mission Impossible movie. I loved her when I saw her on uh, Black Mirror. She was great in this episode of Black Mirror. I think she's very, very talented. Yes. When this film came out, people were pointing out, and this is especially a lot of perspective of, of... female fans of women pointing out like hey this is an asian character and you've made this character like submissive and it falls into some of these tropes and i don't i can't this i'm not going to invalidate that that's a hundred percent a valid read but 
with I, like big eyes. Yeah, the the sort of cute, the sort of way that she's very cute and she's very, I guess, feminine compared to like Gamora, who's still very feminine, but but more it's like a, an action hero, yeah. you know, type of a. Uh, and the fact that she's like kind of ego's slave sort of like that's her role mm-hmm. as this sort of like slave Here's person they woman don't servant go into it enough they don't they don't give her near enough how did she get there right she just says he found me when i was like a larva baby and i was a and, you know alone or whatever so, so what? he he did what yondu did there you go he kidnapped a you know how many did he take before? Uh, I mean, listen, he killed all of his kids, so this he did a lot of make bad. Any sense? He did a lot of bad shit. But yeah. I'm saying for the Mantis character, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Which is, and for imagine for imagining for how, thinking about how long lived he is probably like maybe he's probably had a lot of people like the Mantis character who've just yeah. sort of served him until they died, and he goes and gets somebody else. And anyway, um, I like this character a lot, and I think that, I think that the type of energy that she brings. Is very different from I think Nebula, she's very Gamora. Funny. I think she does a great everybody job. Everybody else, yeah, uh, I agree. She's one of the funnier parts of the mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, I agree. Um, I really like her. So, not trying to invalidate people. No, I reading think there that. is a huge yeah. issue with the character, but she mm-hmm. does a great job. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. All these actors do a great job. Oh, yeah, it's of not about selling. The, yeah. The do little think, that they're given. Do you think I that think, that kind of issue, though, can be like addressed or fixed or expanded upon or, you know, made better in like a future well, Guardians give thing? Give them more agency yeah. in any of the other movies, which they yeah. still haven't. Uh, They've been like, Mantis, this is your thing. You can control his mind. Like, she gets nothing. Oh, in Infinity War? Really. Yeah. But she is now a member of the Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, she's like a part of the crew. But, sure, um, but like, yeah, give her more stuff to do. More, just give her a storyline, basically. Like she hasn't really, had a storyline. Yeah. But other than Gamora, I don't think any of the Guardians characters get have gotten one since this movie. Even Star Lord, like they're just in the Infinity War movie just to just to keep things kind of moving. You know yes, what I mean? Because like, what is this? What is the? You didn't give her anything in the movie she's introduced in. Mm-hmm. Give her something elsewhere. I, I like, mean, the one thing she gets is that in the next one, the one thing she gets is that she's trying to rebel against ego, and she kind of does because she tells a few characters about what's what, and then she joins the good guys, and then yeah. she she puts ego to sleep in that one moment after Drax is like, "I believe in you," and then she does it, and he's like, "I didn't think she could do it." Like, great, okay, great. So, like, but you're right. I I think what I'm trying to say is what you're trying to say, which is give the character more. I want to see more you know yeah. uh, of a storyline and, and a central focus on this character and like you know what what could have and, her believe in herself yeah yeah exactly without tracks yeah exactly you know something really cool that she can that she can do and and um anyway um pivoting over to uh gamora i think her biggest thing in this is the stuff with her sister i like when she says zardu hasselfrau because she can't say david Hasselhoff. that's funny um Zoe Saldana is always fantastic. Like, I love yes. her. I think she's great. Uh, and the combination of her in this movie, her in the first Guardians, and her in Infinity War make her my favorite Guardians character. But just of, just in this movie individually, I might go Rocket. Yeah, Rocket has... Uh, yeah. He's the saddest. Yeah. <laughs> and the meanest and has some of the best moments and stuff. But, um, but Gamora's great when she has a huge gun. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's like okay, so she's super strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As mm-hmm. a Zoebian or whatever her that's alien it. race is, or that's whatever. it. Uh, Nebula. Uh, cool. Karen Gillan. Awesome. The fact that she fucking 
sells this robot character mm-hmm. so well. I don't even realize it's her half the time. True. Yeah. That's a character that I... Because re- I see Gamora and I'm like, that's Zoe Saldana, 100%. You still see it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But... Nebula's great. And yeah, the, the she, physicality like, adds to She should to get it. a nomination for something yeah. for and she's, doing she all that is, in that makeup. Dude, her and Zoe Saldana are the best actors in Infinity War and in Endgame. Like, the things they do in those Avengers movies are phenomenal. They're so good. They're so good. The fact that uh, except that all their scenes are so melodramatic, they are. But but, so, they but, this, sell them. but the Gamora stuff with Thanos, her and Thanos, those scenes are so good in that movie, uh, which we're gonna get to. My in tiny two weeks. knife, <laughs> my tiny. I'm gonna throw this little plate of soup or whatever he tries to hand me mm-hmm. and throw it at the chair. Um, okay, pivoting over, Groot, baby Groot, great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he barfs. You can tell. As soon as the movie opens, that they're like, they're definitely giving people what they wanted after the end scene of the last one. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. people freak the fuck out about dancing baby Groot too, in a pot. Too cute. Too cute. I was about to say too cute. Thing. It's too cute. Too super cute. Too super. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. But I, I do love Groot in this, and I do love how the time jump at the end means like, okay, four years pass, and now he's a teenager. Mm-hmm. So he ages fast. Yeah. Yes, which means so it by three. he's going to be adult Groot soon. I, I think so. Yeah. I think so. By whenever Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. Volume 3 comes out. Um, uh, but I forgot how fun. There's some really fun stuff with Baby Groot. He's fun. Cause he adult, is Because adult Groot in the first one where like, he kills those guys and smiles. or like That's you know, very funny. He has so many great moments. And it sounds more like Vin Diesel. <laughs> oh, yeah. They <laughs> and just in the, pitch him down. And the second one, the cute little baby stuff is really is really great. Um. Let's go over to yeah. While we're there, uh, Rocket. Rocket is love him. Great, love him. He's so sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star Lord's a piece of shit, honestly, mm-hmm. for the way he treats Rocket. <laughs> uh, yeah, but also Rocket just, is an a huge the asshole. Thing, just a huge the asshole. Complete <laughs> lack of empathy from anybody, though. Yeah. Like, a very dysfunctional guys, family. Hey, man, just sit and think about his situation for a second. Mm-hmm. He used to be a raccoon. He didn't know that he used to be a raccoon. Yeah. And then he was by a so you bioengineered. Think, you think he got scooped up from Earth, too? Like, he is an Earth raccoon who then got, you know, or the made descendants smarter. of Earth raccoons. Ah, oh, I like, see. Like, maybe nice. someone's like, we got a bunch of these rats and we're going to experiment on them and yeah. we'll breed them. Yeah. And have them, I, but I, I, you're right. I love how tragic the character of Rocket Raccoon is, and it's awesome. Yeah, man, it's so sad. Is there any him and Hulk stuff? He he first premiered in a Hulk comic when he well, I mean, in, the in uh, the movies. Uh, shit, I don't know. I want to hear a sad boy talk between the two of them. Hey, the sad boy talking happens between him and Thor, which is which is a great pairing. True, I forgot about that. But like, hey, knock that out. Knock. Th- what did Thor's he say? Funny like, when he's sad though. Forget that nonsense. Yeah, he is. He he's is. almost Drax, but he's like, yeah. uh, <laughs> I lost the only people I ever cared about. Yeah, that 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 shit was great. Um, yeah, but I really like Rocket in this. I mostly, I yeah, I pretty much buy everything. Him as a little character and, and all of his little weird little like side quotes. He's like, ah, oh, we're saving the galaxy again. All right, we're really gonna be able to. Put, you know, I buy it all. I buy the. Yeah, I don't. It doesn't. You know, it never feels like yep. he's not in the room. 
It's true. It feels like he's there. Very impressive. Um, yeah. And it's, and it's and the combination. The effects most of the time in this are incredibly yes. impressive. And the 3D was phenom. Oh, we haven't phenom. even gotten to the 3D. Come on, baby. We're talking particles, particulates. We're talking laser beams. There we're were portals. We're talking spaceships in space. When they were oh, jumping. Yeah. Jumping. Portals. Uh-huh. Man. They were off-screen portals. Five out of five. Five out of five. Sorry. <laughs> uh, pivoting over to uh, Star-Lord. Star Lord, yeah, I don't think I like him. Yeah, it's he's a t- he's a tough nut to crack. He's a he's a. I think you know, he's such a whiny baby. Yeah, yeah, and it's hard to like him. Yeah, and it and I remember when he first got this, Chris Pratt coming off of Parks and Rec, coming off of being like a funny kind of a little bit of a chubby guy on yeah. a, on an NBC show who came from a CW kind of like you know semi serious soap opera like career. Yeah. God, I could not have rooted for the guy more. It was such a, a victory. Oh, I was so happy. So happy when he for went Parks from and Rec. Parks and Rec to, so happy. Yeah. And then he still did Parks and Rec, but like just took a year off. And just looked you know? incredible. And, yeah, and came he back. He came back to Parks. Parks and Rec just yeah. looking amazing. He's like, I just stopped drinking beer. And, yeah. you know, uh, what's his name? Adam Scott was like, how much beer were you drinking? That's like- <laughs> such a funny, funny way to explain it away. It's great. And then... Things started to come out about Chris Pratt, bro. About Chris Pratt, and it's such a bummer, you know, with some stuff that uh, that that the internet has glommed onto and been like, "Hey, we don't like Chris Pratt politically, or He's because the bad of his Chris. because of his religious." He's known as the bad Chris, you know. He, even if he is, which by all accounts, this is only just hey man, based he on can his be beliefs. all about that Pilgrim's Progress. That's a hundred percent fine with me. Here's the problem, but. Here's the problem: is some that some of that stuff people is were not is progress. That, yeah, you know what I'm saying? People point out that when you that when you're in a position that Pratt is as a as a, an incredibly now famous actor with the position that he has, that he's got a lot of power and he's got a lot of influence. Whether or not yeah. he he'll he'll yeah. kind of use it, but like the church that he affiliations matter they do and the church that he decided to belong to people pointing out they're like okay well that same organization like donates to like anti-gay like you know yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, movements or, also or whatever as a church yeah is not cool with gay marriage right and it's like i think that there are I, it, because again, going back to as far as his like working relation, everybody is super great to work with. Of course, you know, super sure. talented, all that stuff, Fine. all that stuff. But it's about, like you said, it's about those affiliations. And this, there are things where he could very easily be like, "Hey, I don't believe in this stuff, but this is this He's is what me and my family that. are doing." I know, and it's tough to it's tough to because uh, he hasn't like he hasn't done anything overtly malicious no no that i've seen other than his affiliations yeah and like and then some of the stuff that his which is not him but some of the stuff his like brother is getting here's the thing you know sorry man yeah that sucks for that sucks for chris pratt that his brother is it does suck his brother's gone it does everybody needs to realize that yeah people who are into that shit they're Mm -hmm. gone and Mm -hmm. that's fine and it's like chris pratt lost his brother could chris pratt get his brother back I hope so. I don't know. I hope through so. Through the power of Chris Pratt. Yeah, through mm-hmm. the power of Chris Pratt. <laughs> yeah, Chris Pratt. I, I, you know, I hope so, and and I, I hope that that the guy, that I hope that crap, uh, crap, the crap. I hope that Chris Pratt is the Crap Brothers. I hope Was that his, ha- I hope that he is happy, and I hope that his family is healthy and happy and everything, and and I don't want to come I'm down sure on somebody. I'm sure they're doing fine. I'm sure they're doing fine. You know, his kids are 
just like all of us, uh, children of divorce. Ed sucks. Ed sucks when that happens, but I'm sure his kids are going to be fine. I'm sure that yeah, his family's okay. Ferris. He's fucking fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but I don't want to come down on somebody for not for stuff that they didn't do. Because like we're saying, it's 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 that it's But that choosing the to internet, be a member of that church is something you did do. That is correct. And it's and 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 if people are trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, I think it always comes down to hey man, well he's say not something. coming out and Just saying say something. something. Right. Which he could easily sort of say something. So he's mm-hmm. made that affiliation. He's break decided, off that you know, affiliation. It's a bummer. Criticize it's a real bummer. that institution. That's it. Yeah. While still being like, hey, you know, me and my family decided to go to this church. We belong yeah. to this church. That's what Parks we're going to do. Parks and Rec's tainted now anyway. Uh, why? Amy Poehler. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You should probably... I won't even sp- watch Moxie. Moxie? What's Moxie? She has a movie on Netflix oh, that she directed. You should probably explain... She directed. Why you Guys, don't like Amy Upright Poehler. Upright <laughs> Citizens Brigade is a comedy theater yes. that originated in New York and was founded by four people. Yep. Amy Poehler... Matt Besser, Ian Roberts, and Matt Walsh. Mm-hmm. Two Matts. And they have uh, thus spent the next 20 years? Mm-hmm. 2000? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just fucking over improvisers. <laughs> <laughs> Left and right. No one's been paid for nothing. Yeah. They pay, they charge at the door. Yeah. Of course, but, you know, they got to keep the lights on. Yeah. But also they'll take free labor and be like, you can have free classes, Mm -hmm. not pay performers, Mm -hmm. while they're all banking. Yeah. And then when the pandemic hits, sorry, bye. They close it up. They close up shop Mm -hmm. because rent's too high, and that's true. Rent sucks. Rent sucks, but hey, they're fine. That's probably why the Arclight's closing. Maybe. It's because of rent. I don't think it's... No, there's too many theaters. The Arclight and to be Pacific. I think I was reading a uh, L.A. Times where they were like trying to get to the bottom of it, and they're like, "Well, uh, Arclight, I, they predict they are assuming that it's because even coming back post pandemic that they're like looking at their numbers and they're going, we're not going to be able to make to, it to back to, to yeah to go back into the green. We're just in the red too much, and so that's why they're closing up shop. Um, anyway, it sucks. Yeah, it sucks when um. Your real life experience can get in the way of you enjoying a a thing or a character or whatever, but yeah, it happens. It happens. And That's fine. With Marvel movies, there's so many characters and people involved in these things. It's not like a one. We're booing you know, left and right. Yeah, and exactly. All this shit. <laughs> but then we're praising like Batista and Palm Clementif and you know, yes, um, rooting for Zoe Saldana and and hey, James Gunn, cool. Yeah, yeah, sure. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. You. Um, uh, Talk about somebody who addressed it. There, that's an excellent example. That is an excellent example, and that is why, from the beginning of the of the uh, the entire him getting fired, yeah. Did you see what James Gunn tweeted years ago? From the beginning of it, I was like, yeah, that sucks. I did see those jokes, and like, they're super shitty jokes, and they're unfunny, and they're they're very much like they were of that time, though. Like they were were of a Dane Cook special, a hundred percent. They were like, yeah. They were edge lordy. That's edge lordy shit. Yeah, and then and then it's uh, seeing the messages of James Gunn reflecting and being like, "Yeah, I'm not that person anymore. I used to think I would. I have to be. I had to be and that also, way." But even saying, you know, people can say I'm not that person anymore, and sure. that's a cop out, and that's fucked up. Yeah, because Yondu's not that person anymore. Yeah, <laughs> meh, meh, meh. Uh, I mean, Anakin's yeah. not that person anymore. Yeah, but uh, the way he addressed it mm-hmm. and actually explained. Mm-hmm. He addressed it rather than deflected. 
that's true. And he was like, this is what happened. I got fired and I'm accepting this from Disney and, you know, and. And he didn't say it's unfair. No. He didn't push back or anything. Yeah. He's like, I understand. Yeah. He didn't, uh, he didn't like, like mobilize his fan base to be like, let Disney no. know. Like he didn't do that shit. And instead they just sort of quietly rehired him back like, like three years later. We gotta later. release the gun cut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you're right. Actually, I think about that often about the way that he addressed it. And also, the, even though the Guardians movies are very, like, middle school brain, they have these jokes in it that are so, Which like... Which is edgelord. It is. It is. I still think that the heart that is shown in these two movies, at least, and, and other James Gunn stuff since that era... It's like... I uh, feel like it is him trying, like, it is him trying, I just you know? blanked on it. Shane Black. Mm-hmm. They're the same vibe. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we're going to be snappy. Yeah. We're going to be silly. Yeah. We're going to be funny. Yeah. We're going to be four 15-year-olds. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is the way they get away with it. And you think? do you think Shane Black has matured as a storyteller and a filmmaker and stuff? Because I'm like, I feel like maybe he has. Even just watching Lethal Weapon, which he wrote when he was in like his 20s, versus like... Or even the nice. I'm guys. even going to go off his direction only. Sure, I sure. think yes. Yeah, he has. Yeah, but also not enough. Mm. In the same way, it's like I don't know. A lot of people are stuck. Yeah, He's I get that. Stuck a little bit. Were you going to say in the same way Tarantino is? Yes. Interesting. I don't disagree. I don't think in a. I think he's. He's very similar to Tarantino sure. in that he's got a style. You know it's sure. a Shane Black movie when yeah, you're yeah, watching yeah. it. I don't think this is necessarily a bad thing, but I feel like Quentin Tarantino movies are the best when you're 25 years old. When you're like a 25-year-old dude <laughs> and you Maybe. watch his movies, you go, oh, he's a fucking A 25-year-old awesome. dude or an old dude? <laughs> or like you watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and, and you're like 55 years old? I remember that. Yeah. Just kidding. It's 50, interesting. Yeah. Fifty-five um, years old. They were born when that happened. So that is, that's not the age. I don't normally say like I'm glad a director didn't didn't get to work. I on know this. he didn't work. You're glad he didn't do a Star Trek yeah, but movie. I'm glad but Tarantino didn't do Star Trek. Yeah, I I'm bet sure it cool. would have been interesting. interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I bet he loves Star Trek. Oh, I know he does. And I bet he fucking loves Wrath 100%. of Khan. And loves, I bet he would have used Khan. He loves all this shit. No, do you know what his plot would have been? Apparently no, rumored. You don't know this? I don't know anything about Star Trek in general. Did you know that in the original Star Trek show of the 60s that because of the fact that a lot of it was like reusing productions of the time, Mm -hmm. that they would come up with plots where like, oh, they went to this planet and it had like a Roman theme. Oh, really? Oh, they went to this planet and they they went to a planet in the 60s show, Kirk and Spock, William Shatner, Leonard Nimoy, the whole crew, where years and years ago, like hundreds of years earlier, they somehow found like a biography of Al Capone from Earth and left it on this civilization. And so the whole civilization built Loves itself Al around Capone. gangster like, lifestyle. So they went to this planet. So it was funny. a bunch of like, hey, what you doing there? Man? Like it was that. It was aliens acting that way. Okay, so see, apparently Tarantino was like, me he that, was going to make that as a movie. Now I'm mad it didn't happen. Because <laughs> that would be so what stupid. What if it had a Spock? Oh my like, God. I can't even well, imagine. Here's, but here's the classic image. You can look it up. There's Kirk and Spock and they dress up like old gangster. It's like that Samurai Jack episode. Yeah. Like they have to dress up like that to infiltrate the, you know, the thing or whatever. But with talking dogs. So funny. What? Talking dogs. <laughs> Samurai Jack? Yeah. Uh, okay, we talked about all the characters, I think. Um, 
Is there anything else that we need to talk about for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two? Um, I don't how, think so. Okay, how it about looks this? Great. You just said that you I updated. I fixed my ranking. Did you look at it? Not yet. Were you sad about it? No, I haven't looked at it yet. About it. I haven't looked at it yet. Do you want do to look want, at it? Do you want to go through it right now, live on the sure. air, and yeah. then tell me where you would plug Volume Two in? Have you plugged I've it in yet? I've already plugged it in. Okay, let's hear it. From am the, I going to start from the top? From or the, the bottom. bottom. From okay. the bottom. From the bottom. Bottom. Yeah. What do you think it is? Thor: The Dark World. It's Thor: The Dark World. What number? Uh, what do you mean? What number at the bottom? That's sixteen. We're okay, 16 we've seen movies. sixteen yes. so far. Jeez, mm-hmm. we've been doing this for a minute, four months. Okay. Yeah. It took me way too long to count that. All I right. don't know I, math I was, either. My math was like, "There's three weeks in a month." Wait, that's not correct at all. How is our time? Pandemic, baby. It's the pandemic. Okay, at True. the bottom, it's still twenty for the Dark World. Then above that, I'm putting. The Incredible Hulk? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I hear you. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Next. Hey, it's nothing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But. What, what do you got next? Next I have the Avengers. That's right. You rank those. You rank, you rank those Whedon babies low. <laughs> I was nice to Ultron. You, you were nicer to Age of Ultron. Okay. So the Avengers one is, is uh, third from the bottom. Okay. Keep going. I do need to change this though. Uh-oh. What? I'm going to put. Uh, change it. Change it right now in real time. Actually, no, I'm not. Ooh. And then we have the first Avenger. Okay, but you got to start giving me the numbers. So start again and 16, go number 16. Thor, 15, Hulk, 14, Avengers, uh-huh. 13, Captain America, the first Avenger. Okay, okay. 12. 12, Thor. Thor 1, okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, I would have put first Avenger over that, but that's fine. I know you would have. That's fine, that's fine. 11, that's fine. Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. Volume 2? Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Didn't make the top 10. Keep going. And then Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, so that's number 10. And number nine? Number nine, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Wow. Number eight? Iron Man 2. Yo, that's rough. That's a mistake. <laughs> Stop winking at me. You can't hear the winks on the audio podcast. Huh? That's, oh, I thought I was using my other eye. That's got to be a mistake. Good rocket reference. Um, Wild. Can you just explain that real quick? If you can remember, uh, I would rather watch Iron Man two than any of those other movies. Why? Is um, it just Mickey Sam Rourke Rockwell? and Sam Rockwell? Wow, it's so much more fun. You got Robbie Redford in Winter Soldier though, but he's just like and Mackie reading lines. I mean, I hate helicarriers, <laughs> and I never want to see one again. Okay, it's the most the whole third movie. act is fucking helicarriers. It's the most helicarrier movie I'm there is. I'm over it. So it's number. I'm over it. Eight. Doctor Strange. Okay. Even though I hate that first 20 minutes. Respectful, respectful. Yeah. Seven. Uh, but also, I'll just leave for 20 minutes. Okay. I'm going to make a sandwich All right. to settle in for the Se- rest of this movie. Seven. That looks pretty cool and has Tilda Swinton in it. Seven. Iron Man 3. Okay. Yeah. Shane Black. Okay. Six. Uh, Age of Ultron. Five. Homecoming. Whoa. Four. Did I skip one? Did you? Let's start again from okay. Okay, you, sixteen Thor, Dark World. Yeah, fifteen Hulk. <laughs> Fourteen, 14 <laughs> Avengers. Uh huh. Thirteen Captain America, First Avenger. Uh huh. Twelve Thor. Uh huh. Eleven. Eleven Volume Two. Guardians. Guardians. Of the Galaxy. Ten. Ten. Guardians, of the, Guardians of the Galaxy. Nine. Nine Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Yep. Eight. Eight Iron, Iron Man, Man Two. Two. Seven. Seven. Doctor Strange. Six. Iron Man Three. Five. Five. You said five when I was supposed to do four, and it confused me. Age of Ultron is number five. Okay. 
I think we're on track then. I and think then number four yes. is Spider-Man Homecoming. And then number three. Ant-Man. Wow. And then Iron Man and then Civil War. Whoa. You're a big Ant-Man fan. Yeah, it's did you put fun that to on watch. Yet? Did you put that on yet? Yeah, I did. Let's watch an Ant-Man movie with that on. It would be bad. <laughs> It'd be all red. <laughs> like, why is everything red? That's a also, really... Hmm. they got to do something about that. That can't be good for him. What? Just make him colorblind red? everything time he's in there? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, the quantum realm looks... Hey, go to the blue room. Enough. I can't get there. Everything's yeah. red, man. <laughs> uh, that's a good point. Um, maybe that's why he made the mistake where he was like, here, throw this at that. And then it was like a oh, okay. an explo- yeah. like a tanker that exploded. He's like, oh, I thought it was water. <laughs> Fire looks different than water. Yeah, exactly. But when it's you can't si- see red and blue, little symbol on it. Maybe. That's what happened. It's a big symbol on so a big truck. That list to me tells me what kind of stuff you value. And it feels like you definitely lean more towards that comedy feeling, that kind Even of Even though like, Guardians is super low. Right, but but I was going to say that specific, the more specific comedy feeling of of things that feel as though they're improv and maybe f- uh, hold up a little bit better. And, you know, Spider-Man Homecoming is so funny. And Ant-Man is I so like funny. Like those are also other than the... I'm Spider-Man scene. Mm-hmm. The most like... You're forgetting one too. You're forgetting Black Panther. Oh, I haven't put Black Panther You haven't put Black here? Panther in there. So where is I it in your list? I went through yours in order. Yeah, but we're not in the... Uh, uh, my list is weird because I'm still going off of my okay. previously existing Sorry. list. I'm not doing a refresh. That's what confused and me. And we watched... I was going off of yours. We have all the phase one movies in there. Phase two, we've got that, that. 14, 14, 15, 15. Yeah, 16. So you got... Doctor Strange in there. Now you have, I think Black Panther's the only one you're missing because we have Spidey, Guardians, and we're about to watch Thor. Okay, so I'm adding it to my list. Where would you put it? I got to put it in place now. Yeah, f- you can figure it out. Talk, I'm doing it. Talk through it live. Talk through it right okay, now. Okay, well, What's right now I'm hitting processing? cancel because I'm still in the search function. And uh-huh. I'm hitting my little person and then I have to refresh the list. My little person. My little person. person. <laughs> now we're up to 17 films. Yeah. We're going to edit this list. Yeah, where are you going to put it? I am going to fetch the entries, go all the way down to Black Ranked Panther. Ranked list, Black Panther. And I'm going to bring it up past all these. Ooh. Past all these. Ooh. Past all these. Ooh. It is also okay and would be understandable if it was your number one. Don't feel like you have to put it number one. Don't feel like it has to not be number one. It could be whatever you feel. Because I think up to this point, I think my number one movie ranked is probably and this is Black Panther. Almost all based on rewatchability yeah. at this moment. The f- yeah, because the list that you're creating, the lists that we're creating, are not. Hey, how'd you think about the movie the first time because you watched it? Because if you look at this, different. the rankings are different than uh, the star ratings. The star ratings are different than the way I, it's laid out. I tried Captain to, America: Winter Soldier has three and a half stars. Yeah, Iron Man Two has two and a half stars, but I still put Iron Man Two over. Whoa! It. I try you to have those saying? line up as best I can. But I, I hear you. I hear you. Because this is for I only look rewatchability. At the, okay. the way you do stars mm-hmm. is based on how you like it. Mm-hmm. And the way you do rankings is based on... Like actually pinning them up against one. Yes. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I do the star rating based on the yeah. movie. Uh, so where'd you put Black Panther? Black Panther, rewatchability alone mm-hmm. is after Spider-Man Homecoming at number five. Wow. Just because Black Panther's 
kind of heavy. It is. It's real. It's it, there's some real shit in there. It's and not, also people die a bunch, and it's sad. Yeah. Like yeah. And also the CIA, which brings us to this great comment. Do we want to read that? Can we read that? Oh yeah. Remember that one? We got a great comment from a listener talking about our Black Panther discussion, which uh, had a blast doing. And we can kind of finish up the night reading some uh, quick reviews of stuff. But um, Keller got some got some great DMs, some great uh, uh, messages, and then Keller was like, "Is it cool Should if I, I paraphrase it? You can you can if you want, or you can you can read the whole thing. It doesn't matter." Uh, hey man, I really like listening to your podcast with Hector. This was to me alone mm-hmm. because of what I said about Martin Freeman, mm-hmm. Everett Ross. Yes. And I don't mean this to be shitty, just providing some perspective and hoping to hear a bit more of your thoughts. Also, guys, it's never shitty. Yeah. Unless you're shitty. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you open with, hey, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, number one, that's not my name. Yeah. <laughs> but during the Black Panther podcast, you said the Martin Freeman character is not needed. I truly believe he represents a very real day-to-day element of being black around white people where they just assume they know best no matter what. Everything he does is basically misreading the situation and causing the black characters to work harder even as they save his life and hold his hand through his, quotes, heroic air battle. Mm -hmm. I think it's a great layer to show over racist characters and the subtle racism of Martin Freeman, who consistently underestimates the black people he interacts with, assuming they know less. That's a great comment. And then you, is that the whole well, thing? No. Or? As for the CIA stuff, it is yeah. very clear to me that the stance is CIA is shit. <laughs> Call out the tactics of infiltrating and causing strife with the country to cause unbalance so that they can take over. Then what does Killmonger, a former CIA agent, do? That. Come in, cause an internal struggle for Wakanda and try to take over. But here's the thing. Not the same thing. He had a right to come in and challenge as a Wakandan. Yeah. But That's he, different from right. a CIA person infiltrating. But his tactics are at least CIA. Yes. You're right about his motivation. It is different. But his tactics are like he was just using what, again, the U.S. government sort of showed him or everything. And that was your commentary, by the way, not the comment. We don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I said that. Keep going. Keep going. It's more realistic that the white character would come out of all that unscathed and the black character would suffer for doing exactly what white people do with immunity. Anyway, I really appreciate your pushback on stuff like that, but just felt I'd add a bit more of how I see Ross as a bad ally and therefore creating more of a spectrum and less of a binary good and bad, which I feel is way more realistic and complex. I hope you don't take offense. Uh, And I took great offense. No, you did not. Just kidding. I said no offense (laughs) taken at all. I basically said I understand why he is necessary and I agree that he is necessary Mm -hmm. in playing that part. Mm -hmm. As the white yeah, person that who like, feels like they know something. Yep, that flawed but I ally also stuff, was yeah. like, the movie could have done more to be like, CIA's bad, though. Sure. Like, because they're sure. like, well, this guy works for the CIA, and he's pretty cool. Yeah. He yeah. helped us out. <laughs> so maybe yeah. the CIA's fine. But that was a great comment. What was the, was the name of the person who sent you that comment? You guys had a great this little... This is TDF's Young Guard. TDF's Young Guard. Great back and forth that you let me read, Keller, which is great. And then you asked him, you're like, is it cool if we... Yeah. read this and he was like yeah totally so really really appreciate that comment uh young guard tdf and i said i guess they maybe had pointed out his uselessness more often yeah <laughs> exactly. maybe doubled down on how fucking uh, useless he was hand me another like uh review or something to read anything else we got any other five star reviews any other messages we can read to uh encourage our readers or listeners our listeners to let us know how you feel about this show and how you have felt about uh, revisiting the Marvel Cinematic Universe with Keller and I during quarantine. Drop us a five-star 
sucker on iTunes and then a we'll five read star it. Sucker. We'll read it no matter what it says. Like the one I'm about to read right now. Okay, go. As soon as it loads. Okay. And now here we go. Uh, do not subscribe or donate to their Patreon at patreon.com slash 500 greatest films podcast. Uh, 500 GFP. GF podcast. Sorry. I want to get the link right. Yeah. Uh, this is absolutely, or this is the absolutely worst podcast I've ever listened to. Every episode, they have a very nice British man named Sir Giles read off the summary of the movie and incessantly make fun of him. They spend about an hour of the podcast talking about a movie they just watched without ever once caring what Sir Giles thought about the movie. They go on and on about different aspects and thought-provoking ideas about color gradients and background Easter eggs that help you see the movie through a new lens, all with a bit of humor. But the only thing I care about is making sure Sir Giles is still healthy enough to read the Rotten Tomato review. If I knew where they lived, I'd call social services on them for how they treat the senior citizen. Also, it has decent portals and at least two dortles. So five stars. <laughs> dortles. Uh, who the fuck wrote that? Sir Giles? Did Sir Giles write that? I think Sir Giles wrote it. Son of a... Well, if he's listening now, it's he doesn't Ryan listen Clapp. to our show. He doesn't listen to our show. No, who wrote it? Ryan Clapp. Ryan, I'm clapping for you right now because hey, that was man. hilarious, Full round dude. of applause. Full round of We should change your name to Ryan. Full round of applause. Yeah, that I have one hilarious. more. I okay. gotta find it, though. Okay. Um, just want to thank... Everybody the for, Academy. for listening. I want to thank Keller for going on this journey with me. Oh my God. Keller, how excited are you as you're looking for that to get to revisit Ragnarok next week? It's and honestly then, why I've been doing this whole thing. And then we're in the and then we get to get to the end game. Like then we're in the Infinity I'm War just, home stretch. I've just been trying to get to this. Mm-hmm. Where's the email? We got an email from somebody. That's very nice. And I can't fucking find it. I cannot wait to revisit Thor Ragnarok. It's one of my favorites. It's in my top five, I think. I'm pretty sure. Um, I'll go through my ranking again at some point. But I, I'm just, I get so confused. I'll, I'll probably wait till the end because I get so confused because I have, I have like a WandaVision in there. I'm going to put Falcon Winter Soldier in there. I cannot find it. You can't find the email? I got to look harder. What did you... Was it through... Uh, I thought it was just through the... Wasn't it another five-star review? Oh, found it. Okay, you got it. Okay. That was close. Okay, go ahead. Whenever you're ready. Hector and Keller are the Bill Bixby to my Lou Ferrigno. Wow. Hey, guys. I discovered the podcast about a month ago and am binging this podcast daily. I love it. It's truly helped me get out of my quarantine isolation. As a 45-year-old Latina, my first memories of superheroes were Bill Bixby slash Lou Ferrigno as the Hulk, which terrified me, and yet I loved it. Cue sad walking away music at the end of every episode. Lonely Man theme. At the same time, KTLA would air Spider-Man live-action movies, and while not the best, those two were my introduction to superheroes. I started the podcast from the beginning, but decided to work my way backwards since you were doing Marvel movies during quarantine. I love how awesome. you guys and your guests go off on tangents and are able to show genuine love, respect, and listen to other people, other points of view. And I learned a lot of random stuff related movies. Going to the movies was something I loved to do before quarantine. As a kid, as a kid, I went to the band's Chinese theater and saw Aliens, Scarface, and Empire Strikes Back. Cool. Sure, I was scared, but hey, they are classics, right? So this is a fellow Angelino. <laughs> I discovered Hector on YouTube reacting to the Thor Ragnarok trailer and remember him saying, Hulk versus Surtur, get the fuck out. I she did, did a line, though, because I she, did say that. she didn't type the curse. Thank you. Thank you. 
One of my favorite reactions ever. I'm thankful that you are both making this podcast. It's encouraged me to revisit a lot of these movies and remember the joy of watching movies. My mom passed away a year ago, and the podcast has really helped balance out my grieving with remembering what I love, movies. Con mucho cariño y respeto. Did I say that right? You said it beautifully, Keller. Nicely done. Who wrote that? Shirley Casales Duffer. P.S. Shout out to Sir Giles. People fucking love Sir Giles. People love Sir Giles. Too uh, bad I kicked him the fuck out of here so he didn't hear any of that, that nice shit we said about old him. old man. And you know we don't let him have we, a podcast account. We hate old people. <laughs> We're abusive towards old people. I would like to, uh, to to take a for real second and thank Shirley for that. Yes, Beautiful. thank you so much. So nice. That was so nice. That makes me feel so great. Uh, it's been awesome doing this thing with Keller and I want to keep doing stuff like this even when we're done with the Marvel movies and we're going to get back. The plan is to get back to the regular the movie podcast. Yeah, it was the great list. having Cameron over. <laughs> if you listen to our Patreon, yeah. we had a guest over. We did. And it was a two hour long discussion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, brother, where are they? And, cause we were and just every like, other movie. We were like, do you remember movies? And we just kept do going. Do you remember friends? Do you remember but movies? We're getting close to being fully vaccinated, inoculated and safe mm-hmm. and everything like that. And so, and if we have guests that feel comfortable, yeah, we're going to, that's keep plan. going. But we um, got, what, two months left of this shit. Yeah, I think so. There's still eight fucking movies. Yeah. No, there is uh Thor. Infinity War, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel, Avengers Endgame, Spider-Man Far From Home, six. Black Widow. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you're we're right. We're going to yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We Even should. if it comes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should uh, after, or like before we're done, we should still like go see it, record an ep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cue it up and then poop it out. Poop it out. Um, no, but this has been awesome and and surely taking the time to write that and yeah. filling us in on like her love of movies and her growing up and watching all these amazing movies at an at the amazing Chinese theater like yeah. that's so LA and that's so fucking cool. I've only seen Force Awakens there. I think wh- I, on w- I went night. with you, didn't I? Didn't we go do that? I don't know. I think we were there on the same night. Yeah. But oh, different not screenings? sitting together. Okay, okay. I think I saw Force Awakens that But I night stood in line behind Paul too. Tompkins at the concession stand. Oh, cool. And that's what I'll remember about that. <laughs> wow, 2015. But also, one of the best movie-going experiences it's just, of my life. It's just amazing in there. It's in there great. and that crowd yeah. seeing Star the first Wars. Star Wars movie back <laughs> after 20 and first, years. And the first good one since 1983. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. That's true. Yeah, I think so. Hey, too. guys. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We're going to get into it now. All right. Those movies are objectively bad. bad. They're but good to look at. Nothing can and be. And there's some good stuff about them. Objectively. But, but they're bad. But they're bad. They're hey, bad. They're I just bad. said objectively. Yeah. <laughs> People know that when I say things on this podcast, it's real. They're true and they're real. They're true and real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um,. Anyway, just one last thank you to anybody listening and to any kind of a nice message, because just like Shirley- Or a negative message. Or a negative message, but- With five stars. Like Shirley, a lot of people have been like, hey, you've been helping with quarantine. You've been helping and with, like, honestly, I've had a rough year. Honestly, we thought I've about, a, yeah. should we just not do this for now? Yeah. Because we yeah. can't have guests over. Yeah. And We thought maybe we could we could stop for a while. It's kept us sane a while and then giving us something to do. It has exactly. this whole time too. And especially even, me. <laughs> even though, dude, I've seen these movies, these MCU movies well, so we many even times. Fucking did, you know. Two months ago did the one, two, three punch of Thor what? Ragnarok. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, we did. And then Avengers. Yeah, but it's just really cool to be able to 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 basically force ourselves once a week to be like, what are we watching? All right, put on Doctor Strange. And then talk and about then, every you know, other thing we're watching yeah, at the same time. Though. Absolutely, absolutely. Like so Invincible, Falcon Winter we, Soldier. Yeah, Also, cool. I'm going to say it. I don't think I like Falcon Winter Soldier very much. Oh, that's fine. I like... That's okay. You still like those characters. I like those characters, yeah. and I like those actors, Yeah, and I think they're doing a great job. Mm-hmm. I just think it's clunky. Mm. Uh, I can I I like, hear that. I like... I just, it's like a C for me. Carl it's like, Lumbly, I like though. most of it. Carl Lumbly, as an Isaiah Bradley. An incredible actor. Love. An incredible yeah, actor. Love it, love he it, He did love an it. amazing job. Love it, love it. I think that I think that any scene with him is way less clunky than other written scenes. Like I feel like, but th- that's like he's only they, been in two scenes, unfortunately. Yeah, I like those scenes. <laughs> of course, you're right. You're right. I but mean, like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. So that's fine. How, but what's this your, is what's definitely your, what's your letter grade doing for Invincible the most so far? Invincible's awesome. Yeah, for the most part. This last episode a? is one of the a plus, a minus. I'd probably give it an A. Nice. That's pretty. That's good. what this you give it, right? Last episode it's was five stars was, for you. Yeah, hundred percent. This last episode was Gnarls. It was Gnarls Barkley, but Gnarls isn't necessarily good. No, but it was Gnarls. It was Gnarls, but it was sad. It was so sad. Rick Sheridan, that that guy, that other, that drunk guy in the beginning. You guys watch Invincible. (laughs) You you should. We were happy when it happened to the drunk guy. Yeah, but it was. uh, Oh, what did what did the internet? Uh, God, I'm trying to remember what. uh, Oh, who was the voice actor for that? I don't remember guy oh shit it's now okay. i'm trying to okay hang on 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 oh actually i didn't like last episode why why Fucking not ezra miller was in it. yeah that's true <laughs> that honestly bummed me out because yeah. he had been a piece of shit mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. they recorded that episode oh right this is who this is who this right? guy yeah this guy is voiced by Oh, the uh, actor who plays. Yeah, is it not? Does Justin Roiland Justin do the Roiland. kid? Justin Roiland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah, does yeah. he do both? Both. Of them? He does. He does. Uh, Rick and Morty. Yeah, he does Rick and Morty. Yeah. So the, the so the drunk guy was voiced by Justin That's Roiland, funny. who voices. That's cool. Rick, who's always drunk, drunk and stuff. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. Ezra Miller. He did a great job in that performance. He but, did okay. I didn't like the voice he was putting on very much. I mean, yeah. But just it's like, like, dude, you could have just talked and would have sounded like a creep. Let me be real. I think that um, I'm more okay with Ezra Miller playing like a villain than well, a hero. Well, here's the that's, sure, that's but the, he got fucking money. That's is the, the thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. care. Oh, I see. Okay, I don't gotcha, want him gotcha, to get gotcha, paid. Gotcha, gotcha. I don't want... <laughs> I'm mad that the people who put this show into production sure. cast him knowing. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> talking about, okay, did he that's ever... That's Did he out. ever address... Was there ever any addressing of... Yeah, talking about not... I don't think so. Yeah, I think he let his PR guy handle it. Which was like... Not handle it? Have you seen this? Yeah. (laughs) Are you excited about Fantastic Beasts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's all it was. Oh, wait. Is that Um, what you're going to point at? So, to recap, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, good. Not great. Good. Good, not great. Good, not great. Uh, Not a triumph, like you say. Not a triumph. Huge thanks to everybody listening. We so appreciate the support. We're going to be back next week with Thor Ragnarok. Keller, where can people watch it, stream it? Dinnablah. Didn't pl- where else? You didn't send me the rest. Well, it's from the image from before. You don't delete my texts, do you? I get rid of all of them. You do not delete I'm them. Sick of looking at them. Because it's sling, I think. And okay. then spectrum. It's from the image from before. Okay. I had to go back because yeah. we uh watched a couple movies since. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, spectrum and sling. 
Okay. And you can rent it for three ninety nine. Streaming on, there on Apple TV. But ideally, you are watching Thor Ragnarok from in your 3D. in your three D Blu Ray <laughs> on your three D TV or monitor. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we'll be back for that with that next. That's week. my best ArcLight memory. Second Ooh. best ArcLight memory. Oh, that's a first good one. ArcLight memory was seeing the Lego movie in the Cinerama Dome, sitting oh, behind Andy Richter. Nice, <laughs> nice <laughs> with his daughter. It was great. And it was like he's adorable. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but wow, then that's really fun. seeing Cinerama Dome. My favorite memory is well, I saw the Furious. cast of Thor Ragnarok oh, uh, at the ArcLight. Introduced Thor Ragnarok. But remember when we went to go oh, see yeah, Furious Seven the at the Cinerama the Dome? The best part of that yeah. was how mad people were yeah. that we were so enthusiastic. <laughs> it was like. Why did you come to see yeah. this movie? Did you come for like a serious movie? A Richard Gere movie? What are you doing? <laughs> what it's is Furious this? Seven. Yeah. And Tony Jaws fighting uh, Brian O'Connor. I'm going to cheer. I'm going to cheer my ass off. They just this jumped a car from a yeah. building to a building to a building. It's the, yeah, they did. <laughs> That's the coolest shit ever. So, R.I.P. Cinerama Dome. Thank you for that experience. I'll never forget it. Yeah, we, it's been dude, a long are day. you excited we're going to get to go to the new Amoeba at some point? But I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. No. Oh. Gonna make me cry. I'm so excited, but also yeah. we'll be sad forever. Yeah, because that was the best one-two punch. Oh yeah, ArcLight and ArcLight Amoeba, Amoeba, or vice versa. Go yeah. to the Amoeba first and be like, "Let's go see mm-hmm. a movie." Yeah. <sighs> oh boy. Well, you always but, wanted to go to the movie first because you weren't trying to carry records. Into that's the movie true. Theater. So the next couple of months are going to be exciting, dude. We're going to get get to go see F9. Where? We're gonna work. We're, we're, we'll go. AMC. Yeah, we're gonna go to an AMC. We'll go to the Lemley. We'll go catch F nine yes. at the mm, Lemley. Yes, we'll go to the Lemley. <laughs> Come on, Can if you guys play the quinoa? if you play the room on a Saturday night at midnight, you could play F nine. They're gonna play it. Yeah, I hope they so. want money at this point. Yeah. Every movie theater wants money. Exactly. And they're gonna be like, well, just come see it, yeah, please. please. ArcLight's gone. Yeah, <laughs> it's time for the Lemley. <laughs> Who should buy the ArcLight? Um, I don't know. I wish I had that money to drop. Yeah. And That'd then awesome. we got to curate movie theaters. Yeah. Just blow Alamo I've, Draft I've House been, out of the I've water. I've been thinking about that, Keller, and basically I'm like, that's basically what I try to do with like, we have a living room and a sure, TV. Sure, but and a, it'd you know. be nice to have yeah. a I agree. dedicated I agree. building. I, that would be awesome. <laughs> I want a building mm-hmm. kind of the way the Alamo Draft House is set up where mm-hmm. it has a video store, but I don't want Ooh. just a video store. Ooh. I want a bookstore. And I want what do you think this is right here, brother? No one's buying any of that <laughs> shit from you. You're not getting any of that away. I, I'm lending it. It's a library. But what if people sold it? Oh, too, uh, no, that'd be what too much. What if people were like, I'd like to buy this? I'd be like, you can't. That's out of print. I can't sell it mm-hmm. to you in good conscience. I cannot sell that to you. It's out of print. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, second day I ever met you, mm-hmm. the day I moved in, you I sold, sold you, me comics. I did. I sold you yeah. comics. Because yeah. I didn't think I was ever going to see you again. And you're like, yeah. He's like, this chump, he's going back to Texas in a week. <laughs> he can't handle it. Hmm. And here we are, five, six years later. <laughs> Committing Seven to years a later. 10-year podcast that got extended by two years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which, by the way, last thing I want to say before we really do wrap up, I've been thinking about it. Keller, do you want to try and catch up this year? Meaning, uh, no, let's not double time it. Trying to do like two movies a week. No. Until we're at a point where it's like, okay, we can do one movie a week for the rest of the year. And then at the end of 2021, we'll it's be impossible. as if it was the end of it's 2020. Impossible it's impossible for us to do that, especially since we're four months into yeah. this year. <laughs> <laughs> and by the time we get done we'll with this, months, yeah. we'll be six We'll be halfway through the year. We'll have to do this do half it. of the year. I think uh, we could do it. Here's the, no. No. no, we need to value ourselves more than that. So, what do you want to do? You want to just just do go it normally week by week? We're gonna have to do it That's the so way weird. we've been doing it. That's so weird. It's just gonna be the way we have had. All right, it. 
I'll we take, can try I'll, and cram. I'll, I'll, I'll take a look at the math. I'll crunch some numbers. We got to see I'll who. I'll crunch some numbers. Because also we're going to be waiting on vaccinations. I know. I know. It's true. Jesus Christ. It, it's true. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of balls up in the air. They're up there. And but, you're trying to just toss six more while I'm juggling. I can't do that. I believe I can juggle you can. one ball I at believe, a time. No, I believe you can. I can juggle one ball. I believe you can. And on top of all that, maybe starting another podcast. All right, guys. We'll Ooh. see you <laughs> <laughs> next week. Go watch Thor Ragnarok. I see we do that. Two podcasts. And, and uh, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.